back and get ready to have the most fun you ever had with an electronic device. In 20 years, that's what Charles Barkley will be. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Barkley's already shown up on the set without pants on, so that's a normal occurrence. Isn't it? <laughs> so have I. Well, well, that's why we don't have. That's why we. That's we why the have. camera's right there. That's, that's right. right. Closer the better. Exactly. everybody welcome out to the logger room it is wednesday april 14th 2021 jersey johnny coming at you and with me as always is none other than mr radio pete mr harry lugnut say hello gentlemen howdy hello gentlemen how the hell are you gentlemen today well better than the yankees yeah did they well, win today no, no, no yeah, they didn't. They did not. What, can somebody explain to me why, with the lead in the ninth inning, Araldus Chapman was not pitching? Because well, um, he sucks, right? There wasn't enough of a lead. He's terrible. Yeah. All valid that? answers, but <laughs> none of them correct. <laughs> none of them correct. I'm just curious. None of them comforting, actually. With I was uh, driving home from work, and the Yankees. This was a, shortly after 2 o'clock, and I'm not listening to the game. I was listening to the Michael K. show. And the Yankees took a 4-3 lead, I think. Yes, they did. Michelle had a two-run single, and Judge had hit a home run, which two home landed runs. in well, – Yeah, but the, he just hit a monstrous one that landed oh, in right, right, right. You know, Boston or something. Yeah, uh, from Florida all the way to Boston. And they were up 4-3, and things were looking good. And that was the last I heard. So, And they were ahead of the ninth, apparently. They were headed, I guess. I, 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 all I know is I. They were, they were up. It was four, four to three. Was four Dante, three. Dante. Oh, no, it was, it was tied. Uh, it was tied. It was tied. Was um, that what it was? It was four. Yeah, four. no, it was, it was four to, it was four to, uh, it was four to three. Uh, Kluber gave up three runs. Uh, Luizaga came in. I think in the seventh inning he gave up one. So they, they tied it in the seventh, and then the bottom of the ninth, Chad Green uh, gave up the. Uh, lost the game. Boy, so the Yankees tied. bullpens arms are going to fall off before May. It's just, and, well, and you, know, you know what's really a shame about that is they've been really good. They've been great as of Monday, before these last two games, before yesterday's yeah. debacle and today. They, they yeah, and, even, and even today, and even today, the Yankees should be able to score in, in a regular yeah. game. The Yankees should be able to score more than five runs. Well, as of Monday, after Monday, they were forty. Uh, they had uh, forty-four and two-thirds innings pitched. They had a, to to an ERA of one point six one. Yeah, um, with fifty nine strikeouts and only nine walks, and yeah. the opponent average was uh, one fifty four. So the the bullpen was doing its job up till mo- up through Monday. Yeah. So the Yankees um, just aren't hitting with runners in scoring position, not, and, no. and their big guns are. I mean, look again. It's Aaron Boone. It's I understand, but when you pay that much money for Gary Stanton, not only uh, for uh, Giancarlo Stanton, not only does Gary he not. Stanton. Yeah, they're pretty much the same thing. That's why I guess like combining the two people that feel the same. John Carlos Sanchez. It saves on words. (laughs) Uh, You know, it's it's incredible how you know not only can he not field the baseball anymore, but now he's he doesn't play every day, and so you're going to sit you're going to sit DJ LeMahieu and Stanton. I, I don't know. You got Sanchez hitting cleanup, which I think makes sense. Hicks is just off to probably the worst start I've ever seen mm-hmm. him ever, and Gleyber Torres is just not hitting, and 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 you know they're missing. 
why you would start Jay Bruce at first and not DJ, I get it. You want to give DJ a, a break, but it, we're not that far into the season, guys. Right. You know, yeah. you're three and a half, you're in last place, and uh, well, that's, you know, Jay, Jay Bruce is hitting 118. Yeah. He's, you know, here, here's the thing, though. I, I think maybe there's a little bit of uh, how many games did we have last year? 60. 60. So, how many games into the season are we now? 12. 12. So last year that would have been twenty percent of the season. Yeah, I, and I no no. All I'm saying I'm is not I think I, this. No, I think we're still a little bit in that kind of a panic mode. There were twelve games in. There's a hundred and how many games? More. Oh, I'm not panicking. I'm not panicking. I just no, no, I'm not saying you are, but I hear a lot of it. Like, oh my god, this is the worst thing. And I it just has to be like the way Boone manages the pitching staff, and I don't like the way that there's a different lineup. Every day, and everybody's moving around in the order, and it—I I just don't think it makes any sense. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And look, I'm not—I'm not. I, I my concern is that the, the same thing that ended the season last year is happening again this year. Is that the Yankees' big guns are not hitting with people on base, and their bullpen does pitches five, six really good innings. Right. And then bam, you know, they lose it at the end. And and we well we finally won a little league extra inning game the other day. Yep. Other which was great. But the Yankees I think have been in three extra inning games already this year and have lost two of them. And yeah. that does not help <laughs> with their bullpen right now. Well, the, so, here's yeah. the thing I don't understand. And I guess Kluber, I don't know, is kind of an exception. But I like we've talked about this already. Uh, how many innings did he pitch? Four innings because he was terrible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> is yeah. that why it was he, only he four? pitched four? He pitched four innings and but gave up three runs in those four innings, so he pulled them. So uh, you know, well, he's the, thinking, the, he's the thinking, what was this? What was the score at that point, though? They were down. They were down three to three. Uh, three to three two. Three to two. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't the, know. The, the I, I good mean, news, I well, the good news about the Yankees bullpen is that the Yankees bullpen is doing fairly well. The bad news about that is it makes Boone go to them immediately because these arms that they've paid money for in the offseason and taken a risk on in Talion and Kluber and, you know, Herman's gone already. And uh, who's up next? We don't even know who's going to start tomorrow. So they're starting pitching experiment. So uh, might, far might be seen as starting. Has, well, that'd be great. <laughs> Bring up Pettit, Messina, and you know uh, what you need. You need uh, Hope Trout wine. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> that's who you need. That's a, that's that's the ticket right and, there. And oh, by the way, the Red Sox are eight and three after losing yeah. their first three games to the Orioles. Yeah, so. they've gone so, <laughs> And it's not time to panic, but three and a half games, however many games in, ten games in, mm-hmm. that's not a good forecast for the season. No. Well, and they're how many wins they have against Toronto? What's the record against Toronto? They won two. Well, Toronto, right? t- well no, the, now they're uh, they want uh, two and three, right? Two and three. Yeah. Okay. And then they can't beat Toronto. They can't, and they can't beat Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what, Toronto. Toronto's a good team. Yeah, the the most honestly, most of the East actually, AL East looks really good. And the Orioles aren't yeah, as bad as, as you think they were going to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, the Orioles are, have a better record than the Yankees right now. The Yankees are in last place in the division right now. The Yankees are in last place, so I'm not panicking. It's just yeah, Judge hit two home runs today. All right, that's great. Um, 
But man, for a while, up until two or three games ago, they were striking out at a rate that was just staggering. Yeah, staggering. Yeah. Huh? It was crazy. I mean, well, let's they, see. What uh, tomorrow's a day off? Is that uh, I'm trying to? I don't like tomorrow, the schedule is later. Tomorrow, I believe, is a day off. Yeah, but here, here's, day here's, off. Here's, here's here's some here's some positives. Here's some positives. And then you got uh, then you got the Rays. When do you finally play Boston? I don't know. Uh, it's coming up. I got the Rays but, uh, next. Go ahead. I'll mutter under your while you. That's all right. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Here's some positives for you. Here's some positives for you. Uh, Garrett Cole, um, through three games that he's pitched, he has 29 strikeouts. Uh, oh, Cole's, Cole's fantastic. That's that's the most through three games in Yankees history. I know. So, um, yeah. So there, there's a bonus right there. Um, uh, well, again, the, to... bull, the bullpen has been doing its job. Great. The biggest problem you have. Is nobody's hitting the damn ball. Nobody's hitting, especially with runners in scoring position. Right, right, right. And that that's something that uh, every Met fan out there knows. And hopefully that changed yesterday. Uh, but well, the, Mets, uh, the Mets are doing okay. They're up again now to the Phillies. They, you know, I mean, uh, yeah, they scratched out two runs in the beginning against Wheeler. Wheeler's pitching tonight uh, for them, but uh, but David Peterson's pitching for the Mets though, and he got shelled by the Phillies last well, week. Well, the, the two best pitchers in baseball are in New York, and unfortunately. Neither of them really have any help right now, reliable help. Maybe the Mets a little better. Well, yeah. I mean, as as second, third, and fourth options. Forget about fifth and sixth. Yeah. The yesterday uh, they they made a doubleheader because uh, they had to cancel the game. They postponed the game right. on, uh, on on Monday too. But uh, they um, they played the doubleheader. Which we call it Walker. Excuse me. Jimmy Walker. Jimmy Walker. Yeah. Uh, what the hell? Anyway, uh, I don't know. I don't know what you're getting at. Yeah, uh, Taiwan Walker. Thank you. Taiwan, that's it. Taiwan, there you go. Taiwan Walker. Uh, pitched the uh, first game and looked good. And Stroman pitched the second game and looked amazing. Yeah, Stroman really looked good. So, yeah, but Walker only yeah. went what four and a third. Walker went four and a third. Stroman almost had the complete game, but they were pitching four, four and a third. Four and a third, and a third in a seven inning game. Four is and a, yeah, four and a third is almost uh, it's you know six and a third innings in uh, in a seven inning game in a nine. Inning okay, game. but it's, it's still and, and, four and a third innings. Montgomery looked right, good for but, the Yankees in his first start. Kluber looked good in his first start, and now yeah. the wheels are falling off. And now the wheels. And I can't believe they've given up on on Herman already. I mean, so we we did don't have bring, any pitching. Did they bring King back up? No. Would it, would, well, they sent they sent Herman down. Well, maybe who, they did bring they King back up. Well, I thought what's his name took his spot on the roster, didn't he? Uh, uh, Roughned. Ruff, Ruff, it's it's Rug. By the way, it's not Roughned. It's Rugned. It's whatever. It's Rugned. Rugned. And, and why do we need another? Uh, why is Ty, why is Rugned there, and not Tyler Wade? Why do we need a second base? I, again, you had Tyler what, Wade. I don't understand why you didn't. What are the Yankees doing? I don't know. I don't what know. are they I doing? Guess, well, I mean, he did provide some offense on, he on did. Sunday, he was, right? Well, he was good. He was First good. game in there, he, right. you know, he, he's, yeah, now he's nub, hitting the nubbed, a little, nubbed a little single to. Nubbed the CNI single, and he, yeah. he, uh, he played some de- yeah, decent But The Yankees field, need but... a little bit more of that. I like when Brett Gardner is in there. And they got him to shave, too. I mean, did you see him? He didn't even look like him. You know, it's weird. But uh, and he didn't punch anyone, and he didn't punch anyone. That's and amazing. he didn't strike out four times. Exactly. I mean, but, Gary Stanton sometimes looks like he's just Gary in Stanton. a rush to go <laughs> to go sit down. Giancarlo Stanton. <laughs> Gary, they're the same person. I know. Granted, I like Giancarlo Sanchez. I like. Better. I like how <laughs> Sanchez is hitting you know two seventy and oh my god MVP. Yeah. yeah. Just, but, call, just call Stanton Mike. It's Mike Stanton. He you know. 
But, I mean, the good news is that Sanchez isn't striking out like he was last year. But Stan and Judge, up until Judge, up until a couple of days ago, just looked like they could not see the ball at all. No. I mean, just waving at pitches way out of the strike. Horrible. That was well, it, it, this, it looked ridiculous. It did. We got a day off, then three against Tampa Bay, then a day off, then a couple against the Braves, mm-hmm. and then a nice four game set against the Indians, and then you get back to the Orioles. Mm-hmm. Four against the Orioles. So that's so when they play the Sox. So they're not playing the Sox at all in there. Not this month. Wow. You got I uh, got uh, Detroit to. Uh, They're really loading up the front end of the sky. I mean, look yeah. out here, looking at the rot. I think the rot Detroit the Dodgers got, nine times already. Yeah, well, the, the Astros Met- and the Nationals, then the Rays and the Orioles, then the Rangers, White Sox, Blue Jays again, the Tigers, the Rays. I mean, we're talking June before they see the Sox. June fourth is the first time they wow. see the Red Sox. That's crazy. That's. Um, not right. And the Mets are going to be in Colorado this uh, this weekend. And it's going to snow. Is it really? Yeah. Going to get snowed out. They're going to get snowed out. The uh, well, probably. Are they here there Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Thursday? Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah. yeah so for the, uh, Friday's iffy. Friday it might it'll be cold, but it might stop snowing before the game starts. Saturday it's supposed to probably snow before the game. Mm-hmm. But uh, Sunday's game will probably be okay. But it's going to be 30 degrees when it's they play. Crazy, yeah, that's insane. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But uh, but this is this will be the first trip that the Mets take out of the Eastern Time Zone since right. September of 2019. Yeah. So, <coughs> so. Good but, for them. Yeah, whatever. You know, hey, you stayed stayed close to home. I mean, the Rockies I, have basically played the Dodgers. They just been. I mean, I think they're playing, playing the, Dodgers the Dodgers again Dodgers. right now. Yeah. It is getting beat up by the Dodgers, other than other than winning on well, opening day. You know, and that's why I was like looking at the Dodgers are nine and two. But I mean, the Dodgers are nine and two because all they've been doing is playing the Rockies, right? So I mean, well, also know. they're the Dodgers are also a pretty good team, and well, yeah, but I mean, I would they have been nine and two if they were playing, you know, equal teams? I mean, they might have been. Yeah, like, let's they would see, have let's a decent see, record, let, but would they have been? See what the Rockies do after they yeah. play the Dodgers? They would have been eight. <laughs> Eight and eight and three, eight and three. <laughs> eight and three. Maybe eight and three, maybe seven and four, but uh, probably eight and three. Yeah, uh, they probably hey, a game is a game. Like, game is a game is a game. Uh, we'll see how the Mets uh, respond uh, this weekend to the cold weather out in uh, out in Denver. But uh, yeah, yeah, let's see uh, what, know what? what the I, Mets got going on here. We got the to, Mets uh, got going on right now. There was a, Philly, it was, it was still two nothing. Or yeah, Phillies, Rockies, Cubs, the Nationals. Geez, the Mets play the Red Sox before the Yankees do. Yeah, yeah, they 27th do. Twenty seventh and twenty eighth of this month. Mets, Mets, Mets are playing. Uh, Mets are playing the Red Sox on uh, so yeah, two weeks go. from uh, two weeks from today. They'll be playing. And the, the Yankees are playing the Braves before the Mets do. Mm-hmm. So there we go. So, good scheduling. Yeah, really good scheduling. <laughs> Insane, but uh, in it, it's uh, you know they've been looking better. The bats might be coming around. Nimmo is on a tear. I don't know if you've noticed that, but I mean he's got. Uh, not including the night, he's got ten hits, uh, three doubles, uh, four four runs batting in. He's got uh, eight walks, and uh, he's uh, batting a uh, he's got a four thirty five average right now. Uh, so he's he's on a tear. Um, but hey, maybe he can give it up. Uh, they've been comparing him last couple of days. I've heard a lot of comparisons batting wise <laughs> to uh, hitting wise to uh, John Olerud, um when he was on the Mets. So. That's a that's a decent. Yeah, Olerud had, 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 had a nice bat on the. Didn't uh, Olerud lead the league in hitting when he was with the Blue Jays? Uh, yeah, he yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. 
You know, Oler, Olerud gets overlooked. I mean, I know there's the one favorite Mets first baseman, but Olerud was a pretty damn good player. Olerud's right behind Keith Hernandez in my book. As well. Yeah, only because, is I think number one, best, but... only because I think his best years were at Toronto. Yeah, yeah, they were. Although he was um, good when he was with the Mets. He's great. He's part of the, hey, you know what? Still to this day, that was the best, statistically the best infield in baseball history mm-hmm. uh, that the Mets had in 1999. John Olerud, um, uh, what you call it, uh, Edgardo Alfonso, uh, Ray Ordonez, and uh, and Pete's favorite person of all, uh, Robin Ventura. So uh, again, another guy, Ventura? another guy who had his best years, you know, previous What's, to getting there. But right, what was that, Pete? What's wrong with Robin Ventura? <laughs> you uh, you had a uh, you had a couple issues with him back in the day. <laughs> yeah, uh, just just a few. <laughs> uh. Whatever. Uh, I look, anyway. uh, this is game eight, so I, I'm not comparing anybody. Maybe not anybody. 99, but like 2000, 2001. Different, yeah. different story for him. But in any event, yeah, um, yeah McNeil's bat should come around. He's batting 150 right now, McNeil. But what's weird about that, as of yesterday, he still has the highest uh, batting average in all of Major League Baseball since from 2018 on. From 2018 through now, he's got the highest batting average. He's ahead of Mookie Betts and DJ LeMahieu. Good uh, for so, him. So, but uh, obviously that's that's due to uh, you know fall a little bit if he doesn't start hitting. So, but um, yeah, well, and you know that and what's the old saying? That in a buck fifty, you'll get him a ride on the subway. Exactly. Although I know I, the subway's not a dollar fifty anymore. I got one thing that I want. I got one bone I want to pick. And and the Mets, you know, they've been playing better ball the last couple of days, uh, last weekend, and and. And uh, and yesterday, obviously tonight, so far, knock on wood. We'll see what happens with that. But I got one bone to pick, and this is just a throwback, Aiken to Arkin to whatever, Harkin back to uh, you want to call it, uh, you know, days of yore for the Mets, typical Mets. Um, three players that were shipped out of town, basically: uh, Wilson Ramos, Stephen Matz, and Jed Lowry, who in two years took twenty-four million dollars from the Mets or something like that, and played one game. Um, Wilson Ramos, as you know, he, he showed signs here and there, but as as not what the Mets needed at catcher, he's uh, got nine hits in uh, uh, thirty in uh, thirty two at bats right now. He's got a batting average of two eighty one, but he's hit, he's hit six home runs already in seven games. <laughs> six yeah, well, then listen, how that, there's a long list of guys who I know, I know, either either yeah. were good and came to the Mets and not were good mm-hmm. and then went. And, and then we're not good, and then went somewhere, and we're good, or started yeah, with the Mets and if, just if, never if, came if, down. If you, and then they, yeah, if you want to play that game, you know. Oh, the, no, I know, I know. There's a shortstop in Philly hitting 320. I know. Who I know, can but, actually catch the ball and throw it for a space. I know, I know, I know. But he did good with the Yankees. These guys didn't. Right. <laughs> with the Mets, is right. my point. Yeah. I got you. Um, yeah. uh, what you call it? Jed Lowry played one game in two years, took 20-something million dollars from, from the Mets, and, and did nothing for the Mets. In seven games with the A's, he's hit two home runs and he's got a three thirty three batting average. Right. Um, almost, almost forgotten about him. Right. And uh, Steven Matz, uh, he pitched two out. games, he won two games, and uh, he's pitching to a 1.46 ERA. Yeah, well, he... <laughs> what the hell? You know, change of scenery, I get it, you know. Um, but, uh, hey, you know what? Let's, no, hope, the Met, let, the let's Mets, hope there's a lot of changes for the Mets. Let's the Mets are very, very good at two things. Uh, hanging on to players who never really develop into anything close anything. to what you're thinking, right? And letting go of players before they have a chance to blossom. Mm-hmm. And part of that might be the change of scenery, but also part of that is the 
atmosphere uh, of the Mets organization. Of the Mets organization, yeah. Where, and the, where those and the, guys don't blossom. And they and never, and they, they never will. Yeah. And they and go hope, somewhere else and they do. And hopefully that will change. There's one thing you got to add into that, too. Um, signing to big contracts players that are beyond their prime and um, and uh, bring up a big uh, uh, zero uh, on the yeah. Mets. Uh, Jason you Day, uh, you know, I could go on. Uh, what do you? This uh, is like what's, a, what's that guy's name? Bobby something. Um, how was his name? Vanilla. 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 That's it. Vanilla. Yeah, that's Vanilla. it. <laughs> yeah, like the wafer. Right. Bobby yeah, Vanilla yeah, Bobby Vanilla wafer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What's he getting? One point one four every year till one point one four twenty eighty nine or something. They will still be paying Bobby Bonilla once Francisco Lindor's contract is done. Yeah. <laughs> They'll still be paying him. Not only in a, a year, another year or two, but still. Um, craziness but you were excited when they signed him bobby bonilla yeah well yeah for about 5.3 seconds and then he played his first game and we're like yeah i think after like (laughs) two games no one was excited i still like what they did remember scott and todd on uh, wplj uh scott and todd in the morning i still like uh todd pengill used to do the uh the uh, parodies and he did uh, maria from uh uh from west side story he did bonilla i just dropped the ball like bonilla that was uh that was a good one i enjoyed that uh, anyway, so. yeah, that was uh, whatever. Uh, it's just this, this, this. So many things that they lost a hundred and what, hundred and six games that year. Ninety three, laughing stock esque, unbelievable. I mean, there are bad moves and there are bad moves, and then there are moves that the Mets make. Hey, let me throw this one at you. Yeah. You like this one? Yeah. Kazuo Matsui. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're going to yeah, yeah. bring in the Japanese phenom. He's going to stink. We're going to ruin our best player and make him play a different position. Right. Right. Kazmet, Kaz Matsui. I think they, they, the Mets, what they did was they thought they were signing Hideki Matsui. But they, they signed Kaz Matsui instead. God, terrible. Hideki uh, <laughs> Matsui is an underrated player, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He single handedly won that yeah, World Series. I was going to say, he did, he did win the MVP for the World yeah, Series. And he so. deserved it. All right. Um, although, I mean, Johnny Maybe. Damon did a pretty damn good job in that World Series, too, though. Uh, Damon was okay. You know, Hideki Matsui played better than him, but Damon wasn't too far behind him. Damon, no, was, Damon, had, like, they, Damon, Damon had won another six ring. or seven really good games for the Yankees. Mm-hmm. And, and they were all in the World Series, basically. I mean, uh, he was okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was okay. So, well, he shaved his beard. His beard was his power, right? Nah, so I don't know was what, what was his power. <laughs> Uh, the Yankees. Sober, a- anytime know. the Yankees uh, get a uh, ex outfielder from the Red Sox, yeah, the last time that worked was Babe Ruth. Uh, since then, it's been uh, it's been pretty miserable. This is true. You know what? Basically, anytime the Red Sox are ready to let someone go, that should be a symbol that you don't take them. Well, Mookie Betts. Right. No, um, okay, that's the yeah. I want to I want to point out uh, I want to point out one thing. Um, I want to bring up one thing uh, that we uh, should have talked about right at the beginning. I want to congratulate Joe Musgrove uh, for last Friday night. Um, that no hitter for the uh, Padres, giving the Friars their uh, their first no hitter. That was oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that was good. That was good. I watched that and uh, I was happy for him. That was uh, that was sweet. That was nice. And he only he didn't walk any batter too. It was one hit by pitch. He didn't throw a ball at that at that batter. He'd had a perfect game. So. Well, you assume anyone. Well, there you go. Keep it classy, San Diego. Keep it classy. Keeping it classy. So, anyway, um, yeah. Just well, another you know, reason to love the pods. Just another reason to love the Padres. Absolutely. Um, yeah, going around. I mean, the the the, the Mets right now they're in first place. Uh, you know, by uh, 
their percentage points by percentage points. Yeah. Um, just, just above the Phillies. They win tonight. They'll be obviously a bit further, but, um, Reds are in first place in the uh, central. Uh, they're playing decent and they're tied. Well, tied with the Brewers too. Um, Dodgers obviously in first place in the West. Uh, it shocks me that the Yankees are actually, I mean, they're only, it's, it's hard to say it anyway, this time of the season. Anyway, we're, we're 11 games in 12 games in and you know, I mean, what what's first place and last place? The difference is like three games. Well, I mean, they're twelve games in and they're four games out. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, the the red uh, uh, there's a lot of parity in the league. There's a lot of teams right around five hundred, with the exception of the Red Sox, the the uh, the, Sox, Dodgers, the Dodgers, and Dodgers, the, Giants, and Padres, and Angels. Well, the Angels are what seven and five, seven and five. So yeah, yeah. I, guess, so, I mean, I guess they're right around five hundred. They're right around yeah, I guess. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Um. Uh, it's it it's it's early yet, but um, I think it's a I think long the, season. It's a long season. There's 150 more games to be played, <laughs> so where uh, we were, we were. What did you say? We were 20 percent through the season at this point uh, last year. Now yeah. we're now we're two percent through the season. Two, so, yeah. so, but uh, eh, but still, you know, I, it's I, I guess I would say comparing the two teams. Mm-hmm. I'd have more confidence in this group of Mets coming together and playing better baseball yeah. than maybe this group of Yankees. I, I think the, I think a good portion of the Yankees' bats will come around. I think Boone's going to have some tough decisions to be made. I I I think come all the All Star break, the Yankees are going to have a really tough decision to make on Glaber Torres and potentially Aaron Hicks. And those are going to be some tough decisions because I, I gave picks a pass last year. He had a down year last year, mm-hmm. but maybe he's just, maybe he's on the down, the decline. And then Torres, Torres is just. They need a shortstop. They need an actual, they need a real shortstop. I just. I, I still I, said, I said it before and I'll say it again. You know, it's obvious what's happening out in Colorado. I think that by, by the trade deadline, Trevor stories in pinstripes. I just yeah, I see and it. if he could play shortstop and then pitch every fourth game, that would be great. <laughs> uh, hey, give it, who knows? Give it a try. Give yeah. it a try. Um, we'll see how that uh, we'll see how that all plays out. But hey, um, you know, stranger things have happened. So um, should we uh, should we go to our uh, should we go to our top ten list early? What do you think? Actually, I just want to mention one thing. Before sure, we mention away. Go for You've it. Already go mentioned one. Uh, <laughs> not. Pro- <laughs> 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 I had my I had my one thing. Yeah, your one thing to mention. All right, we'll give you a second. One. Uh, yeah, yeah, go for it. Go. All right. <laughs> um, maybe not the world's one of the world's most favorite people, but uh, Joe West. I don't know if you read this, but yeah. filed a defamation lawsuit against Paul LaDuca in 2019. Um, did you hear about this? No, I haven't. Go ahead. So uh, basically, Laduca was complaining, and he was saying that West was uh, shrinking his uh, or expanding his strike zone when uh, Billy West was pitching. Uh, in really? exchange for, um, let me see, I got it here, getting to drive a fancy car that West had. Uh, so not West, uh, Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner. Um, suit was filed in October 2019. Billy West and, is the guy who does the funny voices. Yeah, he does the funny voices. <laughs> so Laduca was on a. Was on a podcast and he accused Billy Wagner of bribing Joe West to get a bigger strike zone and saying that Wagner let West use his 57 vintage Chevy 
uh, to drive his car around and then make the uh, strike zone a little um, larger. So no, wait, larger. this is when Paul Duke is catching Billy Wagner at the time, but he's complaining. He's calling Billy Wagner out, saying what happened. That's what he's doing? Is, is... Uh, let's see. I mean, you going back to when they were both on the Mets, right? And 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 Leduca was catching Wagner. Unless one's the umpire, I don't understand how it could possibly impact the game. You know, I mean, if Leduca is catching him, why would he? He shouldn't he be happy that the uh, the umpire's giving him a bigger strike zone? I, you unless, would unless think he's so. Just, unless you, you would think so. Unless he's just calling him out because he wants to be a dick. I I don't know. It That's it was strange. a strange suit. Does anyway, it say, does it say when? Like, had they moved on from being it teammates was, at that point? Well, the suit was filed in October 2019. Right. Oh, okay. So, and it happened. The It doesn't say when the podcast happened. I got you. But it says the suit came from a podcast. LaDuca accused Billy Wagner of bribing West to get a bigger strike zone. I got you. So, when, Wagner, when it's... Wagner let West use his Chevy to make the strike zone change when he was up at bat. <laughs> So, it, so doesn't actually, it doesn't actually say that Paul Leduca was was complaining about it. He just basically said and he, just he just said I thought think something funny was going on. Right. Why is there? How is there a lawsuit? It well, was for a defamation, defamation because West they said something. Oh, Wagner's sued. got a lawsuit against. Uh, I got you. Who fucking no, West? It was Joe oh, West. West. Oh, West. Joe West has a lawsuit. Who, yeah, who sued uh, Paul yeah. Leduca? And I was uh, say Billy Wagner probably just laughed at it. He got. Uh, Two hundred fifty thousand coming from past mental anguish and emotional distress, Jesus. and two hundred and fifty thousand for compensation for fixing his rebu- reputation. And did he? Yeah. And did he get the car too? I don't know. <laughs> so there, and, and he was awarded. The, he was awarded the car. He was awarded Billy Wagner's car too in the lawsuit. And apparently, Joe West is going to retire after the season. Oh, gee. Oh, wow, wow. He's got he's got a half a million dollars in the bank. So why the hell not? Yeah. So you know, listen. Couple years in the making, but uh, it finally paid off. You know, if he had b- brought that lawsuit against Angel Hernandez, then I would have been all over. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> there would have been a GoFund to pay the lawyer. <laughs> exactly. That. Oh, that would have been funny. But uh, oh, that's that's really odd. I I didn't see that. <laughs> it's just yeah. Really he let he, he let West drive his car, and he made the strike zone bigger. And West says that's bullshit, and I'm going to sue you for saying it. So Billy Wagner didn't have as many saves, didn't really have as many saves as he should have had, as many saves as he did. My question is, how many people were actually listening to that podcast? Because I sure as shit wouldn't I didn't hear it. And how many people would even give a shit about that? I mean, I think you're maybe the only person talking about this in the United States. Well, we're groundbreaking right here on this podcast. We are are actually, you know, we're going to people. But that's crazy. I mean, that is crazy to think that he won. He won won the lawsuit. And so Leduc- that- Leduca had to give him five hundred grand. Yeah, that's yeah, that's who he sued. <laughs> oh, crap. oh my god! Uh, <laughs> I mean, you just like the, the, how? I, listen, it's one thing to not understand much about the law. None of us are lawyers, but if you're Paul Leduca, you got to know you can't just go on a on a you know a public uh, airwaves and and say, oh yeah, he was he was bribing the guy by letting him use his car. Damn. I mean, it's, we, uh, I think we get Leduca on on the show, and we can. Uh, Maybe I mean, I think the only crime. <laughs> I think the only crime there is that he should have <laughs> should have gotten a lot more than just what? driving the car. Just driving the car, yeah. yeah. Just, you can. I'll, I'll let you. I'll give you the keys. I'll toss you the keys. You can drive the car around. Just give me a bigger strike zone. How much yeah. bigger was this strike zone? I, I mean, don't know. Wait, wait, and and did, again, 
Was he leaning in on the corners, or did he, or was the ball like five miles outside and called the strike? Yeah, if you still throw it too far outside, it's still a ball. It's not like it's not like it's not like he changed the tape on his Johnny Bench batter up. (laughs) You know, yeah, Yeah, he changed the box on the wall playing stickball. I mean, it's just maybe brought out brought out a special plate. Unbelievable. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. You know, that would be play, scandalous. The, the play was bigger. It's like, and well, and also like weird. <laughs> once once that West gets to use the car, like how do you, at, at, you know, at what point does does the other side of the equation get paid off? Right. You know, like, well, you made it bigger, but I wanted it a little bit bigger than you actually. You didn't make it quite as much bigger as so, I wanted. Who, bigger. So I told you you could take the car. The I told you you take the car for five hours. You can only take it for three and a half. Hours. Well, like once it so is a fifty-seven Chevy too. So who paid for the four hundred dollar gas bill? <laughs> yeah, once right. uh, Joe West takes the car and drives the car, and then he goes, "Yeah, I made it bigger. You didn't see. <laughs> he doesn't really have to do it." Oh god! <laughs> what is the standard that that gets agreed upon? You what, know? Yeah, exactly. Oh, that's crazy. I want to actually. I want to. I want to go back. Well, you know what is is obviously okay. The defamation suit. It's still a defamation suit. But regardless of whether he did it or not, that wasn't the issue in the lawsuit. The loss. The issue in the lawsuit was defamation character. So, yeah, it was the damage done. The by damage what he said, done. Whether it was so, true or not. Yeah. But let's. I, I want to go back. I want to see these games in question. I want to actually see a couple of pitches from from Wagner. You you see. go back and do that research. There. I want to do. Yeah. Jim, you, you go ahead and do pull that. up some of that footage, will you? Yeah. Archive stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and send it to me because I'm having a hard time sleeping lately. <laughs> anyway, oh, that's funny stuff. Funny stuff. By the way, um, I just I I uh, one other thing. Sure, <laughs> that's my middle name. I, I I mentioned I like the name, name of your book you said the other night, but I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, that's almost yeah, almost yeah. <laughs> my book is almost <laughs> almost. Um. I mentioned the name before, uh, Hope uh, Troutwine. And mm-hmm. look, I know it's softball. She's a pitcher for the University of North Texas. Mm-hmm. I know they, you know, windmill, and it doesn't seem fair. Right. <laughs> but Her still. name is Hope Troutwine? Hope Troutwine. Hope Troutwine. When Troutwine. you throw... Sounds like a fishing and tackle shop. In and and it's, only a seven, it's only a seven-inning game. But when you face 21 batters... So were both strike, games of the Mets last year. That's and nice. you strike out every single one of them. Mm-hmm. That's impressive, and that should sure. be mentioned by somebody somewhere. Uh, you know what? I got. I, got <laughs> I didn't hear about this. That's incredible. But I yeah, it really is. It I really can't. Is. Hit, I can't hit a windmill softball. I can't. I I coached softball for yeah. years, and a couple of the better girls as they got older pitched to me. I couldn't. I couldn't come around on that ball. I could hit baseball. Five five hundred times easier than I could uh, hit hit a windmill. I thought the ball. saying was you couldn't hit the side of a barn with a beach ball. Not oh, well, you, couldn't, you couldn't hit a windmill with a softball. I couldn't hit a windmilled softball. Windmill oh. motion softball. There you go. Yes. <laughs> so I, you know, I don't know if that's ever been done before. Oh no! Here we go. Is the first pitcher in NCAA Division One softball history there to strike out every batter in a seven-inning perfect game. It's there also was... the first perfect game in the history of North Texas, the University of North Texas. There was in Major League Baseball. It wasn't Major League Baseball. It was Minor League Baseball, professional baseball, I should say. Uh, one. Uh, it was back in the fifties, maybe. Uh, one pitcher had in, in a mag. Not, uh, it wasn't an immaculate game, but it was uh, 27 batters, faced 27 batters, 27 strikeouts. He did, did not one ball got put in play. 
was 27 strikeouts and was in my minor leagues. It was like triple A or double A or triple A back in like the fifties. I forget the guy's name. I think somebody yeah. did that once in a little league, but he also had like nine hit by batters. <laughs> so he just he either well, hit you in the head or struck you out. Yeah. Well, obviously Trout Wine is good. She's pitched two no hitters before, mm-hmm. one in 2018 and one in 2019. That's crazy. And this yeah, was, I mean, I don't care well, if she pitches underhand for the Yankees. This I, was, in fact, the third time she has struck help. out 21 batters in a single game. She's definitely but, better than Corey Kluber right now. The first time yeah, was exactly. a perfect game. And she said, I felt bad for my teammates. It was kind of boring for them because all they were doing was watching me throw. Watch she said that they weren't really even fouling off the ball. Ne- well, really next game, early. next game, maybe she should just go out there, just her and the catcher. There you go. Yeah. Everybody else is sitting yeah. in the dugout and watch the well, game. Well, I'd love to see her stay home. Out, <laughs> I'd like to see her throw out the first pitch, maybe about 10 yeah. times in a row. Right, exactly. You know? Um, maybe Corey Kluber can actually pitch underhand, you know, just do a windmill gun. Maybe that'll, maybe that'll help. Maybe that, maybe no, you know, who knows? We, uh, we shall see, but anyway, uh, yeah, good for you. Crazy. Hope trout wine. Good for you. Hope trout wine. Che- cheers to you. Kudos Something to you. Something positive. In Something positive. And, uh, today's feel world. good story is hope trout wine <laughs> of the North Texas, uh, you know, jackasses here. And... <laughs> Texas. Is that the name? North Texas. I don't know. I don't know. North Texas uh, team, but uh, yeah, and um, hey, it's only two other pitchers in NCAA history who've gotten twenty-one strikeouts in a game. Twenty-one or twenty-seven? Twenty-one. Twenty-one seven in a game. Seven innings. Seven in a game. But uh, she's the first one to not allow any hits or anything else. Gotcha. It's a good, a good thing it didn't go to extra innings. This. They have to put somebody at second <laughs> yeah, base. Fortunately, <laughs> yeah. Fortunately, her. T- Get some offense for they didn't they didn't degrammer maybe they didn't degrammer twelve yeah. unbelievable <laughs> unbelievable yeah watch watch the Mets now watch watch them tear it up tonight they're gonna they'll score like a hundred runs tonight and then uh, the game on uh, Friday or whatever and the next time degrom pitches one run if if that unbelievable it's just really ridiculous uh, that that happens I mean what was it uh, 30, 32. 32 games now. I know because it was a blown save. Um, uh, the the first game of the season that he lost, he's uh, he um, uh, or he didn't. It was a no decision or whatever. Thirty one times he's won seventy games. Thirty one times the bullpen has blown a a win for him. So he would have had over a hundred wins and countless numbers. I think it's in the forties um, where one two run games there was no run support. Uh, if they just had a little bit more run support, he could have won up, upwards of forty other games. But it's just ridiculous, and, and yeah, it's. I, I mean, you, you, I still think we should combine the Yankees and Mets. And he really resigned. Yeah, and he Degrom resigned. resigned. It's like it's yeah. got to get better, right? If I he no. resigned, if I were him, if I were him, I would I would put a, a hard z on the s in that word resigned. I would be I would resign, not resign. <laughs> Yeah, he's gonna with all the injuries that the the Nets have, he's gonna sign a ten day contract with the Nets and play two guard. Yeah, why not? He's tall enough. He's uh he's got a good jump shot. But um we'll uh we'll He's got see. a hell of an outlet pass. It definitely does. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, no one can catch it. No one can catch it. Can you just throw a straight ball and not a cutter on the outlet passes? Uh, so. <laughs> you know, maybe keep it down below 
80. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just imagine that basketball flying that out. Basketball coming in at 102 miles. <laughs> and, we're, and, and we're all 611, so you have to go up in the strike zone. <laughs> Blake Griffin catches it and goes flying into the stands. Well, Blake Griffin caught it because he's on the sidelines. <laughs> well, that's what I mean. He caught it. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, cool. Well, you know what? That's uh, that's a story for another day. So we'll see what well, happens. Was what? this the easiest top ten list we've done? This is this was pretty easy. Uh, in pretty fact, straightforward. Every, pretty straightforward. Everybody that was on there was a couple of differences between the lists. Um, and, uh, uh, which call it the, uh, and they all made it, uh, vir- by virtue of ties, uh, just coincidentally. Um, so here we go. Let's, uh, let's Cause do Pete a- actually submitted his first and didn't have a chance to <laughs> gerrymander it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> Said the guy who put six Yankee catchers on his list. Oh, uh, as opposed to your four <laughs> Mets catchers. Oh, there was two. <laughs> There was and one three. of them was a well, well, there, well no, three. There was three. There's three. There's three. There's three Mets catchers on this list, and there's one, two, yeah, but one doesn't count three, because it's on everyone's list. And there's four Mets, four Yankees catchers, five Yankees catchers. Hey, I think I ranked some of the Mets catchers higher than you guys did. I think there's you four did Yankees. Too, yeah. there's, there's four Yankees catchers. One, and you could call it a fifth for the one half a season. That one and I will tell you, it was basically a coin toss. For my number ten, uh, there was a, a one Yankee in particular who I'm actually uh, fond of, who I almost put as number ten. And did he make it to the list anyway? He made it to the list. He's on the list. He's on the list. There you go. Um, All right. I mean, the Yankees have had the Yankees and Mets have had some good catchers. What are you going to do? You know, I mean, yeah, no, it's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, they have. They, well, they, they, currently, the Yankees don't have one, but. Currently. They, <laughs> <laughs> the Mets have a decent catcher. I don't think. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think. I don't think uh, well, I mean, James McCann is going to make it onto this list someday. Goshiaka is a very good def- defensive catcher, and he hit yeah. two home runs in his first game. Sure. Yeah, yeah, go. Yeah, and, he's the backup. And guy. did you notice? Yeah. And he's the backup. Yeah. And did you notice Garrett Cole was like, "All right, I've dealt with Sanchez already for one game. No more." Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, Boone, you had, yeah. Boone, you had your fun. Well, what uh, I found Skip, interesting. You had your fun. Uh, give what me, I found interesting about that was was Aaron Boone. You know twisting himself through petrol pressologic loops to try and explain, you know, why Gary Sanchez is not going to catch uh, Garrett Cole, you know, just, just come out and just, say, just say he's not Kyle yeah, Gashioka. Don't catching. say it was, Done. Uh, it was a Gashioka's day, you know, it wasn't. It's, How about, come out and say it, it's happened before, right? Right. Right. Lopez yeah, never oh, caught oh, Maddox. Right. Right. Lopez never caught Maddox. And those guys are, I mean, Javi Lopez, a borderline Hall of Famer, I think. He has really good numbers. Uh, right. A.J. Burnett, not exactly the same caliber pitcher as Greg Maddox, but uh, Posada never caught him. No. And that's just the way it was. And, he, you know, which apparently Jorge Posada is still pissed about it this, to this day, according to, uh, I think, Michael That A.J. Jay. Burnett but, didn't want him to catch him? Yeah, well, AJ AJ, what, what did A.J. Burnett do? Well, no, they're right. That's my point. He, you know, like, what? why does he get to do that? Maybe he's not in that same it, echelon. It, but I mean, that's just the way it was. You sucked yeah. it up and you went on, and the matter well, because out. it's because Sada called Burnett out on his bullshit, and he didn't like it. No. Right. So, but the, the, the reason, manager would come out and say, "This is the guy who's going to catch this pitcher." The reason and why they, Cole doesn't want Sanchez is that he doesn't. You know, Sanchez doesn't. I, he's not very good defensively. He's not a good catcher. He's not. He's not. He's not. 
He's uh, he's not. he's not in the game for his defense. I mean, did you see the his attempted pickoff at first base the other day? I mean, not only did he throw it into right field, it wasn't. I mean, it was like the right field foul area by eight feet. It just sort of like I was like, what? It's hard to do that. What? Yeah. What, what are you doing? Yeah. Why? Like a, uh, yeah, it, it makes no sense. <clears throat> it's just, <laughs> how about but, you? you know, just, you know what? If I if I if I were Boone, I would say, you, look, you there's Pudge a pickoff Rodriguez play. Don't do tapes. it. Yeah. Just hold the ball. Yeah, hold you the watching ball. Pudge Rodriguez. Tapes? I, I, listen, I, I feel I do feel kind of bad for Aaron Boone. There've been a few occasions where he's got to go in front of the media and just kind of spout some sort of bullshit. Just, look, just, I like Aaron. Come Boone. out and say, I, I, I think he's in a tough position. He's a, I just don't think he's a, why. Who's controlling them? I think there's less control from the top than there's ever been with the Yankees right now. I just think he's buying into this. I have to, you know, the, it, he's, he's you don't not think Billy, the word came he, down on high. We're going to go with the analytics like everybody else is, right? Because right. we're seeing it everywhere. But is he? He's not Billy Bean. He's not. I mean, it's well, he doesn't have that kind makes, of a it, team. It makes yeah. no sense. He's, no. Look, he's, if, right? That's the problem. He's trying to trying to trying to uh, manage analytically with a home runner strikeout team. That's not what sabermetrics is about. Sabermetrics no. is about get on base, get on base, get on base. Doesn't okay. matter how you do it, get on base, mm-hmm. and good things will happen. Well, that's yeah, this get is on not base. that team. You know, and the guy who's leading the team in stolen bases has only been on base because of you know, being a pinch runner. Yeah. I, I just I don't understand it. I, I don't understand who they're playing and why they're not mixing it up more. I, I, I don't get it. I, I can't wait for the Luke Voigt. I can't wait for Luke Voigt to be back. Yeah, the team, so that the we have right a first now, baseman and another person in that lineup that maybe can hit the ball. That team right now is built on solo home run after solo home run after solo home run after solo home run. After but solo not necessarily because they've been putting people on base, but they just you're not can't getting that drive last, them in. Yeah, they're not getting the hit. And the it's ball. almost yeah, well, that's it because they're not going to drive them in. Then the only way they're going to score is solo home run. After and solo. by the way, the other the other thing is that. This new start the, start the runner on second base is bullshit. It's complete. How, how many guys have been thrown out at home plate already? I think half of them are Yankees. <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's there's been like seven. I think there was two in one inning. There was two Yankees thrown out at home plate. <laughs> if you have if you have competent hitters and there's a runner on second, right. just well, two two sack there, two right. sack flies, two sack flies, and you got to run. Done. No. Well, you yeah, but I, the think, I think the uh, well, listen. I think obviously they're sending them in situations they wouldn't normally because you know if you don't get the run in with that single or whatever, if you don't get if you if he only goes to third and you don't get that other hit, well, and the other team's going to have their runner on second, right? You know, so send them. You know, send them unless well, it's got- a you know. Well, this this is just dribbler. runner. This is runner on third. Ground ball to the left side. You got to go on it anyway, and and I mean, just thrown out by fifty feet. Just it's. it's Are you talking like, about the uh, DJ LeMahieu uh, when? Uh, yeah, uh, and also Judge like, getting thrown out at home, and yeah. who else got thrown? Was it Hicks or somebody else got thrown out at home? Just, just horrible. That was horrible base this. running by Aaron. Jones. Let me ask you guys this: Do you think this rule would be more palatable if maybe they didn't start it in the tenth? What what if they started it in the twelfth? What if they said, "Okay, we're still going to have extra innings, but if you guys don't finish this up by the twelfth, we're gonna 
start to move start things the, along. It, it'd be more palatable. I still wouldn't agree with it, but it would be more palatable. Right? I, I, I don't. I, maybe the fifteenth. Maybe maybe you know you you win another seven. When innings. when the NBA goes to overtime, Six nobody innings, complains. They don't put they don't sit a guy on top of the rim blocking shots in overtime they don't they don't put a step stool next to the you know they don't they they don't put a they don't say we got to get these games done faster so we're we're going to position somebody on a ladder and you just got to heave the ball to him and he'll dump it in it's not the game that slows down the nba it's it's timeouts right right that's what makes that the last five minutes of the game last i just don't buy i don't buy any of it i hate it i I think it's a terrible rule i just i wonder if it might be you know, in if other words, if that, it's permanent, that, might, I'm gonna, that might almost give it a reason to exist. I, I really we, think the I would, I would even do it later. Innings, and I know I laughed and I scoffed when I said 15. 15 I, would, innings, but I would say 13. Something like that. The Yankees have lost 13. two games this year because of this rule. Yeah. I'm, I, it, it's just the way it is. It's stupid. It's stupid. But play the game. You've already – he he put these rules in. Manfred put these rules in because he was saying it's it's safer. Okay, you're, you're on the field a lot. Let's get these games done. So – you know what's uh, safer? All, what is safer? Yeah, so you've been out on the field for nine innings already. So what? So getting the games done within an inning or two quicker is going to be better, safer for you, pandemic wise. It's stupid. No, they want to get fans, they want to get fans home at night when the heat of the summer comes and every game starts at seven p.m. Well, when the time. fans start complaining about it instead of just Rob Manfred, then you do. Well, it. some people were complaining about but it. But it's oh, baseball. The two people. The it's two people. Baseball. The thousands and hundreds the, of thousands the, of people the, that love baseball, millions of people I, that love baseball. I'm not aren't disagreeing with what you're saying, but the squeaky wheel gets the grease. The squeaky people wheel. Aren't, people aren't clamoring, leave it alone until you make a change. Right. So the people that are clamoring, we need to make the game faster. I need to get home. I need to get, get home. home. They're already home. And Go home. Everybody's Go. home. Everybody's home. The I'm not They're keeping you here. Kids. Go. <laughs> They're worried about young kids. Fuck them. Go home. I, I agree. <laughs> it's baseball. Look, stay up. The, let them stay up. Yeah, don't do kids, it every night. Let the them stay up. Young kids don't have a problem. Let the young kids don't up. have a problem with it. No, but I'm saying, you know, staying up late for an extra inning game, and then you got to go to school. I the did. Next day. Was it a problem? I know we all did. <laughs> we also rode down gigantic hills on bicycles. Or you go to sleep and find out at you know, one yeah. in the morning. Who cares? Was, you know. I, I I agree. I, I'm not disagreeing with you guys. I'm just and saying seven man. inning doubleheader. <sighs> Yeah, that that's why are there so many double headers already too? I I just I, I don't understand. They threw the double all the all the double headers already have been because of postponements because of uh, rain or cold or COVID COVID or <laughs> the Nationals dinner you know whatever it was it just <laughs> you know um, but in any event uh, all right I digress <laughs> all right, whatever that's one um, which we call it uh, top ten. Had to say it. Yes, the top 10 list. Ten, top 10 catchers in MLB history right there. So this is our list. Uh, we'll keep doing it like we've been. I will read them off, and we will go from there. Here we go. All right. Uh, we, have, we have 12 catchers on our top 10 list, of course, tonight. We have two ties. Uh, it's a tie for fourth and a tie for 10th. So we're going to start with 10B. 10B is going to be Gabby Hartnett. Gabby Hartnett, folks. Was, was, was she a U.S. Olympic gymnast? She was. She was. He's a cabaret um, singer in the USO. Uh, his I'll, I'll actually, be honest, I did not the, know this his, one. His name is actually uh, Charles Leo Gabby was his nickname. Charles Leo Excellent. Hartnett. I learned something uh, new every he day. He played from 1921 to 1940, 1922 to 1941. 
uh, mostly with the Cubs. I think it was one year at the end there with the Giants. Uh, 1,912 hits, uh, 1,179 uh, RBIs, uh, 236 home runs, uh, career batting average of 297, and a 56.9 uh, war, uh, wins above replacement. So, um, yeah, Gabby Hartnett. Uh, Pete? Yeah, uh, I, he, he was my number 10, and uh, Munson did you, was the, did you have Munson, a... the guy that I was alternating back and forth with, but Hartnett for me, but it was the home runs that put it over. And you had the Gabby Hartnett poster on your wall as a kid, didn't you? <laughs> there you go. Uh, actually, it's rolled up right here on the shelf somewhere. Um, but uh, yeah, it was that was it was really a, it was almost literally a coin toss. Um, but uh, those home runs and the and that uh, just under three hundred average. The last two years that he uh, that he was on the Cubs before he uh, went and played with the Giants for a year, uh, he was actually uh, last three years. Uh, he was actually the manager of the Cubs, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, 38, 9, and 40. Um, but, yeah, there you go. Number 10B, Gabby Hartnett. And and you know, listen, it it, it was a tough choice because, you know, I'm not a big fan of uh, – I, I don't pick probably as many guys, you know, from back way back in the day as – 100 years ago is. You know, yeah. I, I usually choose more modern players. So Gotcha. He was darn. It was good. a good choice. It was a good choice. He was darn. It was a good, good catch. I like it, and I'm glad. That spoiler alert. I'm glad Munson got on the list. Also, there you go. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. Sorry. Alert. No worries. I won't uh, tell I, you what spot he's in. No, you won't say it. So we'll go to 10A right now. 10A is uh, uh, Mr. Hip Hip Jorge Jorge Posada. Um, played uh, with the Yankees his whole career, 95 through 2011. He had 1,664 hits, uh, 1,065 RBIs, uh, 275 home runs, uh, career batting average of 273, and he finished his career with uh, 42.7 wins above replacement. So, And how uh, many World Series championships? Uh, that would be 1, 11. 2, 3, 4, 5. 5. Not 11. 5. So, uh, yeah, uh, Jorge Posada. Um, Jorge Rafael Posada Villeta is actually his full entire name. Yes, Five, that's, that was on his solo album. Yeah, actually, uh, I take that back. He was not four on, four championships. Four, four championships. Yeah, he was not actually on the team for the uh, for the '96 uh, uh, World Series. Yeah, that's why I didn't make my list. <laughs> if he got that, damn Girardi that kept him off the. Kept I him mean, off look, the, you take you take away Posada. You, you look at Posada's really. You know, I always say the best five years of, and right. he was he was an above three hundred hitter, which at the time, other than Joe Mauer. There was very little – you never saw a catcher do that. And he was a hell of a defensive catcher, and he was, he was. clutch. He was clutch, he much was like Bernie Williams. Guy. and guy. He was just I a clutch him. guy. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll tell you what. Because I hated he, him. He was kind of a quiet guy with the press. He wasn't – He wasn't a. but he was tough, and, man, could he control that pitching staff. Yeah. And uh, could, I think I could outrun him from home to first. He was the slowest guy I think I've ever seen run the bases. But he was a hell of a catcher. He was. He was. Yes, he was. Well, and really much better defensively, especially throwing people out, uh, trying to steal than people give him credit for. Yeah, I don't know if he ever got the quite as much of the star recognition that he deserved while he was playing. But I think other than Jeter was... and Rivera, a lot of those Yankees didn't. I mean, look at yep. Bernie Williams. Look at Paul yeah, O'Neill. Did you say Cheetah Rivera? Except for Cheetah yeah, Rivera. Rivera. The thing about Posada, though, was like everybody knew he was just solid. 
mm-hmm. you know, because he was so clutch. And yeah, it wasn't that was just those like, Yankees teams. Yeah. But he was Solid. just like, oh, oh, yeah, Posada, he's great. But maybe they didn't realize quite how great he was. Other than Chuck not Chuck Knobloch, they were all pretty solid. <laughs> <laughs> and he was a gold glove in. Uh, in uh, he got the he too. got the yips bad. Gold glove with a lead arm. So. <laughs> Unbelievable. He, but, uh, he could he could get to the ball. He just couldn't throw it. Couldn't throw it. Right. I'll, exactly. st- I'll still take him right now and play, put him at church. What is so. the uh, what is that movie where the the kid breaks his arm and then he can throw the uh, ball ninety nine rookie of the year. And then it goes out, and he's <laughs> like running his glove over to first base because yeah. he can't throw. He can't throw not, the ball. He was not blocking it. <laughs> he was not blocking it. Yeah. Hey, not block. One of the best names ever. Not block. Chuck Not block. There you go. Anyway, back to Jorge. Uh, number ten A. Jorge Posada. There we go. All right. That brings us to number nine. Number nine would have been the spoiler alert that uh, Pete said before is Mister Thurman Munson. Um, Thurman Lee Munson, uh, the captain. The captain, yes, he was. Uh, he was uh, Yankees' whole career, sixty-nine through seventy-nine. Uh, unfortunately, only through seventy-nine. Uh, Fifteen hundred fifty-eight hits, seven hundred and one RBIs, one hundred thirteen home runs. Those would have definitely been much higher. Career batting average of two ninety-two and forty-six point one wins above replacement. Uh, Harry, I know you want to kind of want to speak on. Uh, I mean, it's my favorite. I mean, look. I think I've cried twice in my life. Once when Thurman Munson died and once when the Knicks traded Charles Oakley for Marcus Camby. Yeah. Uh, he was, unfortunately, he, he his career was cut short. He was, I think, I think one of the best catchers ever, without a doubt. And I think had he played three or four or five more years, he might be number two or three on this list. Yeah, yeah definitely. And... Yeah. You could argue about numbers, and there's some modern-day players who certainly hit for better average, but he played at a, at a time when – look, he also caught behind the plate when the Yankees had some incredible pitchers, and it wasn't it was not to be lost that the reason why that pitching staff was so good was because you know had a lot to do with Munson. And uh, he, he was a clutch guy. He was – you know, I always said that those Yankees teams had two people that were that dictated the personality. One was Jackson, the other was Munson. Yeah. And you know, the press tried to pit them against each other, but they actually wound up becoming pretty good friends. Yeah. And they they were they were both big reasons why those Yankees teams were so good in, in the late seventies. And it, the the fact that I, it still just boggles my mind that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's yes, I realize, you know, we talk, we're going to talk about another guy on this list who's, who played a couple, maybe two guys on this list that played the same amount of seasons as, as Munson did. Mm-hmm. And the argument is always his career was too truncated. Well, come on. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and look, he was, he was just, he was a blue collar guy. He was, he was too too fat, too slow, too this, too that, and yet he was a guy who just every time he turned around had a, had some sort of clutch hit and was uh, was literally knocking people you know out of the baseline when they're at, at home plate. So yeah. he's Big stash too. I, yeah, and I think and I think for a generation of Yankee fans, you you know you can talk about the mantles and DiMaggio's for people that are you know in my in our father's era. And you could talk about you know people you know the the Jeters and and, and those folks, but 
other than Reggie Jackson, this guy, if you were a Yankees fan around this time, this he, he, he was your guy. Yeah. He was your guy. And uh, he he was, he, he was I think, what, the third captain or fourth captain of the Yankees. Um, and look, he, there's a long line of good, of great Yankee catchers, but yeah, he's, um, and, and you know, he, he was, he was, he was amazing. Yeah, and, you, it was, talk- and it was, it was, it was a sad, sad, sad day when he was, he was the, he was the, uh, he was the uh, first captain uh, when he, when he was uh, nominated captain. He was the first captain since Lou Gehrig. There's no one in between. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and you talk yeah. about handling that pitching staff. You know that. There was no one calling pitches from the dugout back in the. No, no. He, he, yeah. was, he was he was ask, he was telling us. Ask Ron Guidry. Ask Goose Gossage. He was telling those guys what to throw. Yeah. 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 So, there you go. And you know he wasn't taking days off or. Uh, <laughs> no, he wasn't. <laughs> he was. He was. I remember actually. Here's here's a little just a flash memory because my dad was a Yankee fan, and I went to a game with him, and a couple of his buddies or whatever. So. He, you know, brings his kid. And um, I think the Yankees were losing and Munson was up and there were a couple of runners on base and I hadn't said anything. Right. You know, the, the men were talking and smoking cigars or whatever. Okay. I was, you know, I don't know, 12 maybe or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and all of a sudden, I just wanted Thurman Munson to get a hit. <laughs> and we had pretty good seats. I don't think he could hear me, but so there's this little me that say nothing, and all of a sudden, come on, Munson! <laughs> and, I'm, and my dad looks down. I mean, he goes, "That's the first thing you said the whole game." And I'm like, "Well." <laughs> so he was just, and I don't know from from that moment, he was one of those Yankees that I actually really liked. So yeah, I'm I'm glad I got to uh, get to see a couple of games. You know, when I was a kid, uh, that and he. Uh, that he was in, you know. Yeah, and I, that was the only game I ever went to, you know, uh, to see the Yankees with my dad. Yeah. yeah. There you go. All right, number nine, Mr. Thurman Lee Munson. There you go. All right. Well, sticking with the uh, uh, Yankees theme for the last couple. Uh, number eight, Mr. Uh, Bill Dickey. Ironically, that's his uniform number two. Uh, Bill Dickey played for the Yankees from 28 to 46. Uh, 1,969 hits. 1,209 RBIs, uh, 202 home runs, uh, career batting average of 313, yeah. and 57.2 wins above replacement. Um, Mr. William Malcolm Dickey. And was, didn't he play in like 11 World Series or something like that? He played uh, seven. He was seven-time World Series champion. He probably played in uh, probably played in four or five others, yeah. So probably played in about yeah, 11 or 12 World Series. Yeah. Um, they lost a three, of those. 313 is impressive over 200 home runs yeah you know absolutely 6300 60, at bats yeah he was around a long time i mean yeah. 18 years back then was a long career it was it definitely was and he missed a couple years uh because of the war yeah 44 and 45 he, he did play, yeah so. two years two years he was yeah he was like 30 he was in his mid to late 30s and he went he went to uh he went to yeah. armed services yeah. Um, but the, 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 these guys, uh, you know, went to war, and nowadays we have load management. <laughs> hey, right. Yeah, right. These guys. I'm going to take a couple of years off from uh, playing baseball, yeah. and I'm going to go to war. Going to go to World and War Two. Hey, I'm going to take a couple of days off and eat a sandwich while you guys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to update my Instagram page. <laughs> Unbelievable. But it's it's sad but true though. That's the that's the ironic part about it. But yeah, Bill Dickey, uh, great. Uh, 
a great catcher for the Yankees, and uh, one of two uh, Yankees uh, to have the same number retired for them in their uh, um, in their honor. So, nice. But there you go, number eight, Mr. Bill Dickey. Let's shift it over to the Mets for a bit, huh? Um, number seven, the kid, Gary Carter. Uh, Gary Edmund Carter, to be exact. Uh, Gary Carter played for uh, several different teams from 70, uh, 74 to 92. Uh, he played for the uh, Expos uh, first, and he, uh, he was on the Mets for the, the appropriate uh, right time to be on the Mets, for sure. Um, and he went to the yeah. Giants, Dodgers, and back to the Expos to, before he retired. But he uh, Really, you remember him as an Expo and a Met. You remember him as an Expo and a Met, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, 74 to 92. Uh, 2,092 hits, um, 1,225 RBIs, 324 home runs, career batting average of 262, and on this list, the second second best wins above replacement uh, record of 70.1. Uh, yeah, so uh, Gary 39 Carter, stolen bases. 39 stolen bases. Yep. Yeah. So just uh, an amazing catcher, and and you never forget the scene of. Uh, you know, the end of Game 7 of the 86 World Series with Jesse Roscoe throwing his mitt up in the air and, and Gary Carter coming out and just, you know, picking him up and, and you know, insanity ensued. But, uh, yeah, just just a great catcher for the Mets uh, and, and the Expos. Uh, well, well, he, he was good with the Mets. He was great. But he was great with the Expos. He was clutch for them in that 86 he was season. He was clutch with the Expos and the Mets. He was the, just, with yeah. the Expos, he was – I mean, that those Expos teams, because wasn't he on the Expos at the same time Andre, Andre Dawson was? Dawson was, yeah. I mean, they were a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they were. They were really good. And, uh, but, yeah, he, he's uh, – 11-time All-Star. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, when he came to the Mets, I didn't realize he was – I knew his name, but I didn't realize he was as good as he oh, was. Yeah. And then uh, people were like, oh, no, this guy's – They made the right moves. This guy's a I freaking mean, they, all-star. They got I just started. remember he could never get a batting helmet to stay on him, though. It just seemed like his helmet was always falling off. Yeah, it was. Well, he, had that big, uh, he had that big gazing. Big Sammy Hagar hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they made, yeah. yeah, right, Sammy Hagar. They made uh, – <clears throat> yeah, he looked a little like Sammy Hagar, too. Yeah. Um, but they um, they definitely made the right moves back then, the Mets. The, uh, you know, bringing Carter in, bringing Hernandez in, uh, bringing Gooden up. because yeah, uh, Hernandez was on the Cardinals, right? Hernandez was on the Cardinals, yep. and they brought him over. Um, and then uh, – whatchamacallit? Um, I don't think uh, – Wasn't it Orozco was, on another team, too? I uh, brought uh, brought um, brought some pitching in. Um, and, yeah, just, just – they, they put the right team together at the right time is what they did. Bill um, Buckner be, helped him. And, yeah, well, uh, obviously. But, <laughs> but the, the Mets were a better team than the Red Sox that year. You know, I think the Angels were a better team than the Red Sox that year. Yeah. The, it, 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 and I honestly think that – That would have been a great World Series. That is, is the Angel, that Angels team was a hell of a team. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, uh, what's it his was. name, actually? Wound up killing himself over the, the reliever more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, yeah. Um, it was uh, it was just a good time uh, <laughs> then. So, but there he is, number seven, the kid Gary Carter, right there. All right, we'll move on to number six, and again, we'll stay with the Mets theme. Uh, number six on our list is Mr. Mike Piazza, Michael Joseph Piazza. Um, he uh, played for the Dodgers uh, uh, first, and then the Mets, uh, pretty much. 
I think he was uh, one of the uh, first big, 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 big contracts. Big, big huge. Yeah. yeah. He had the biggest guy when he signed that seven year, $91 million contract. That was the biggest contract in major league baseball history. Now, now um, the Dodgers are doing it in reverse for everybody. Exactly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he, uh, the Dodgers and, and Mets, obviously Mets longer than the Dodgers by a year or two. Um, and then he uh, floated around after that. I think it was actually on the Marlins uh, in between the Dodgers and the Mets for like a week. Yeah, <laughs> a couple yeah. games, you know, but um, yeah, he uh, two thousand one hundred and twenty-seven uh, hits, thirteen hundred and thirty-five RBIs, the most home runs by any catcher uh, in Major League Baseball history, four hundred and twenty-seven. Um, career batting average of three oh eight. That's the second best batting average on our list tonight, and fifty-nine point five wins above replacement. Uh, yeah, Mike Piazza. When when uh, when the Mets made that deal. When uh, Steve, uh, uh, what's his face, um, uh, made that uh, made that deal, and they and they traded for uh, for Mike Piazza, and and they didn't trade with the Dodgers, obviously they traded with the Marlins, um, and brought him up. That was that was that was great. It was May of uh, May of '98, uh, if I recall. Yeah, and that that deal was panned. I don't remember the particulars of it, but that was considered a steal. I think it was a, it was a steal. They just they they stole yeah. them from the Marlins. Because the Marlins did what they do every time they went. They won the World Series the year before. And they were right. cleaning house. Yeah, nobody they, shows they up. Won, and we're nobody not gonna shows win it again. up the next year, and then they just get rid of everybody. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So they were uh, they, they cleaned house by bringing him in because the Dodgers were getting rid of him. And then they cleaned house again by sending him to the Mets. So And then they signed the contract the year after that, obviously, with the, uh, with the $91 million. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, he, he was – talk about clutch. Uh, you know, I mean, not, not to take anything away from Gary Carter, but Mike Piazza was just – you know, he when, – when you needed a hit, he got it. <laughs> I mean, his, he, was, he, he, he was just consistent. He was one of the most Super. consistent Absolutely. hitters. I mean, he, you know, he didn't have a big example – of postseason play. I mean, it wasn't as if he, you know, he had a ton. I mean, I guess he did play. Did he ever play in the postseason with the Dodgers? I think it was a couple once, of years. Yeah. Once, once, or, once or twice. But no World Series. So no I mean, World his, series. his only was, World Series was, what, 2000 with the, with the, with 2000 the Subway with Series. 2000 with the Mets. And, yeah, and they, and they got to the – I mean, he got to the, the postseason often with the Mets, right. like probably three or four times. But yeah. – um, uh, three times, actually. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the year before – uh, was uh, was insane. I mean, the Mets had as good as they were in 2000. They were better in '99, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I still blame uh, I still blame uh, Kenny Rogers uh, and Bobby V for keeping him in there. Uh, you know, intentionally uh, intentionally walking the bases loaded, and then they walked in the winning run uh, to uh, in extra innings there. But um, yeah, that, yeah, that that was a big year for him. That was that was ninety. That was a big year, and then, that, that's and then, probably his best. I mean, forty home runs, one hundred twenty-four RBIs. The, yeah. the, I mean, the only dig on Piazza is that I would say he's he was a pretty significantly below average defensive catcher. I mean, he wasn't horrible, but I could steal a base. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and 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 he he wasn't great sometimes with managing the pitching. With the, managing the pitching staff, but he also, I don't think he was a detriment. Put it that way. You no, didn't notice it too much. No, well, his offense overcame a lot. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, that was it, it was definitely um, more. He went playing first base later in his career too. Right? Yeah, it was more of, more of an advantage to have him in there hitting. Uh, you're going to get more positive out of that than the negative you were going to get from his lack of defense. Yeah, and I, I, I don't think he to... was. 
He wasn't. He, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't. He good, wasn't terrible, but, but there there were moments when he was and, serviceable, and, and he was serviceable. Yeah. Yeah. It was in the, in the end of his career. He went when he left the Mets after the 05 season. He went to the Padres for a year. Played and, first base. Know, played first base a little bit, and then then he went to the uh, went to the Oakland, Oakland A's, yeah. and he was DH, obviously. Yeah. But but um. That's right. He was with the A's. He was with the A's for a year, and um, but uh, just just amazing. And then you can't forget that first game back uh, for baseball after nine eleven, and uh, he drove. He hit the uh, game winning two run home run uh, to yeah. uh, uh, to uh, win it for the Mets. And and you know even even the Braves, let alone Braves fans, even the Braves in the field were were happy. You know, sure. for him that, yeah. that day. It was just well, uh, it was look, just what his, it was. His greatest failing was uh, you know. Not kicking the shit out of Roger Clemens. Oh. <laughs> he probably would have gotten his ass beat anyway. His career numbers would have been uh, better because he would have, his career would have been shortened by 10 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. but, jeez, uh, uh, you know, at least throw that piece of the bat right back at him. No, <laughs> I mean, he was. Pick, 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 it, up, a, pick you know, it up in Richmond. Yeah, I mean, you saw his face turn <laughs> ghost white. Oh, yeah. He was just like, all right, I might be tough, but I am not messing with this guy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that well, was kind he of the saw turning, the roid rage in his. It was in, kind in, of the in, turning uh, point Clemens in the. Uh, it was kind of the turning point in that series in a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, Clemens was pretty dominant, he but was. Uh, and the Mets should have like look. The Mets should have won games. We're a better that team that year. Uh, I would say there was other years where the where you know the Mets had a good run there with with Piazza. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, yeah, people wanted it. It didn't, it wasn't the series that everybody maybe was hoping for, but yeah. I, I also think it was just, uh, I think the Yankees were a better team. That year. Yeah. No, they, they, they were, they were the better team, but the Mets weren't, they weren't too far behind them. I mean, they weren't the and better Mets team by team. much, no. but, uh, the, 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 the Mets should have won that first game. I mean, Benitez blew that. Well, series, and, so. and, mm-hmm. and the, the Yankees at that point had had an awful lot of, Successful Which means the postseason would have won. experience, you know. And, could have, uh, it, it? It might have gone six games, just uh, you know, and they could have won it four to two. It could have won it four to three. They it could have gone seven. That 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 game that uh, it was the second game that Clemens pitched, right? Um, and the first game that uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Mets uh, Armando Benitez blew the game. Uh, the Mets should have won that. That set the tone um, as much as Clemens the next day did. Well, Benitez, um, yeah, sure, yeah, yeah. But in any event, well, I just think the Yankees had better. I mean, with Pettit and, and Clemens, the Yankees just had better postseason pitchers, and and obviously they had a better closer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, the, the the that Mets team was arguably better than the, the better than some of the teams. You know, the team that in '86 that won the World Series. So. Sure. Yeah. No, that definitely was. And. uh uh, which we call it the uh, you know don't forget one of the members of the pitching staff uh, on the Mets that year I think the year before too I think it was ninety nine two thousand uh, his son um, is a Super Bowl MVP uh, yeah. a couple of years ago too so. true right that's crazy uh, Patrick Pat uh, Pat Mahomes senior yeah but um anyway um yeah and did did you hear that story I think we talked <laughs> he, about he didn't him. have quite as much <laughs> success. No, no, no. Pat, Pat, Pat Mahomes' father. No, he didn't. Not, not, not. No, not really. But I'm, I'm sure he'll tell you he's happy. <laughs> Either way, I'm sure but, he uh, is. He was at, uh, he was at a uh, when he was playing. I guess he was playing at Houston, maybe or Texas. He was in, he was in Texas. Whether it was which teams, the Rangers, the Astros. But uh, he was at a ballpark and he was sitting at one of the games that Pat Mahomes wasn't playing in. And Patrick Mahomes, young Patrick Mahomes, I guess he was like probably like five or six or something like that, was sitting there, and um, 
somebody came up and got Pat Mahomes' autograph and then asked Patrick Mahomes, hey, will you give me your autograph too? And, he, and Patrick Mahomes signed it. So that's the first known autograph of Patrick Mahomes. It's pretty funny. But anyway, number six on our list, Michael Joseph Piazza. There we go. All right, let's move on to number five. Number five, Mickey Cochran. Uh, Isn't he the lead singer of Red Rider? Mickey Cochran, yes. Does, life uh, life is a highway, right? Life is a highway, right? And uh, lunatic fringe. Lunatic fringe. Yeah. 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 fringe. Yeah. That's one of my probably one of my and, out there. And a hell of a catcher. And a hell of a catcher. And a hell of a catcher. He did it all. He did it all. Yeah. George Stanley Cochran. Mickey was his nickname. Um, uh, which we got also had a nickname. He was nicknamed Black Mike too. I'm not sure uh, the background on that, but that was one of his nicknames. Anyway. Uh, Mickey Cochran played from uh, 1925 to 1937, uh, most of the years with uh, about half, well, a little bit more than half with the uh, Philadelphia Athletics uh, prior to them moving to Kansas City and then ultimately to Oakland. Uh, and then a few years at the end of his career with the Tigers. He, uh, he uh, hit 1,652 hits, uh, 830 RBIs, 119 home runs. He, has, he holds the highest batting average on our list, uh, career batting average at 320. And also 49.2 wins above replacement. Um, yeah, he was, and he was manager of the uh, he was manager of the Tigers while he was a player on the Tigers too. Wasn't he also like a general or something in the army or air force? Or, I don't know. I thought I remember reading that somewhere. He was uh, he served in the navy. Uh, okay, he was a lieutenant. 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 lieutenant yeah. yeah, in World War II. Um, yeah, after he uh, after after he finished, yeah, he left. Uh, he left baseball and went to uh, World War II. He was a lieutenant in the Navy. Three, uh, three-time World Series champion. Yep. yep. Won yep. the Triple Crown, including the Kentucky Derby. Most valuable take. player in uh, 1928 and 1934. Yep. Won the World Series twice with uh, with the A's and once with the Tigers. Um, Philadelphia A's. So, but um, yeah, just a uh, just a uh, another one of these uh, old old school. But you know they're old when their baseball card or their portrait on Wikipedia is a cartoon. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't have cameras around back then. It's a portrait. It's a good portrait. It's a portrait. It was painted by Norman Rockwell. That's right. And and, that was actually way before Rockwell. Yeah, it was cover of the Saturday (laughs) Evening Post. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, anyway, number five, Mickey Cochran. Let's move on to number four B, Campy, Roy Campanella. Um. Mr. Uh, Mr. Campy himself. He uh, he played from forty eight to fifty seven, um, all with the uh, all with the Giants, uh, the uh, uh, what do we call it? Uh, all the uh, Dodgers, no, uh, the and the Negro Leagues. Oh, uh, yeah. He played with the uh, Washington Baltimore uh, Giants, and then uh, he played uh, forty eight to fifty seven. He played with the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers. Um, uh, hundred and I'm sorry, eleven hundred and sixty one hits, eight hundred and fifty six RBIs. Uh, 242 home runs, uh, batting career batting average of 276 and 35.6 wins above replacement. Can't 25 be, stolen bases. 25 Three, three time bases. MVP. Yep. Yeah. 51, 53, and 55. Uh, NLRB, uh, National League uh, RBI leader in 53 as well. And Dodgers retired as, uh, as uh, 39. Um, 100, yeah. 142 RBIs that year. <laughs> That's, That's ridiculous. Insane. 142 RBIs. And, uh, you know, and that, that was, uh, well, that was, you know, they, they weren't, you know, it, was, it wasn't big ball, it was small ball. And so it was just, you know, scratching them out, you know, getting, driving them runs in. 
So that's a, that's that's a feat, though, 142 RBIs. But yep, there he is, Mr. Roy Campanella. Campy is number four B on our list. Uh, number four A, the original Pudge, Carlton Fisk. Uh, Carlton Ernest Fisk uh, played for the uh, White uh, uh, Red Sox uh, in the beginning of his career and finished up with the White Sox. Played from uh, 69 to 93, long career. Um, yeah. 2,356 hits, 1,330 RBIs, uh, 376 home runs, a career batting average of 269, and 68.4 wins above replacement. Uh, and 128 stolen bases. 128 stolen bases. <laughs> there you go. 80, just, over 8,700 at-bats. That's ridiculous. I still ridiculous. like the, the, uh, the picture. You know, I just keep thinking of it was the 75 World Series when he hit the uh, ball and he wanted to make sure it was – you know, it didn't go foul. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the original Pudge. 11-time All-Star. Yeah, 11 time yeah this All-Star. is a guy that I had put on the list. I sort of, you know, kind of jotted down my list and then began looking at uh, numbers and such. And uh, I had to move him up a couple of spots. He was – Well, this is the era – I mean, this is the, the era of the catcher. I mean, yeah, you had Fisk and Munson. And, I mean, there was a lot of really good catchers and tough just – yeah, I mean, being a Yankees fan, Carlton Fisk was kind of easy to hate. He just had that. He just looked <laughs> like a like he was from you know Worcester. Yeah, yeah, he had that. He just mug. had that. Yeah, that kind of you know that 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 uh, that, that Yankees Northern Massachusetts guy look about yeah, him. Yeah. yeah, he's actually from Vermont originally. Oh, well, I mean, a face you wanted to punch. Yeah, <laughs> a face a mother could love is everything, but um. No, Carlton Fisk was a, such a great catcher. Uh, yeah, and he played uh, most of his career with the uh, – uh, actually, about half, 50-50. Uh, first half of his career with the Red Sox. And yeah, 81 to 93 with the White yeah, Sox. Long, long career with the White Sox after he left the you Red Sox. You forget that. And, but then now that I think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah it was out there, Fisk. Um, the Commander was another nickname. Um, but there you go. Number 4A, Mr. Carlton Fisk. All right, that'll bring us to – Number three. Number three is the newer Pudge, Ivan Rodriguez. Um, the uh, numbers, he played 90, 1991 through 2011. Uh, he played on uh, about 75 teams, I think. Um, he, he did move around a lot. I think he of him as a Ranger. He was a Ranger. Ranger. He was for the first, first 12 seasons, he was a, he was a Ranger. Then there was a season. Theory. Season on the Marlins, then yeah, it was five the seasons he, on the Tigers. Five seasons yeah, on the yeah, Tigers, he, he left five, for a while. Five years with the Detroit, which Detroit, was the yeah. longest other tenure. So and did he, did he more win? than twice as long? He won the, the World Series with the Marlins. Right? He won the World Series with the Marlins in 03, yeah. Um, then he was he came Yankee. close with the Yankees, and I hated that the Yankees got rid of him. Yankees that. for half a season. They got rid of him, went to the Astros for a year, well, half a year, and then the Rangers for half a year. Back to the Rangers for half a year. And then he finished his career up with the Nationals for, for two uh two seasons in 2010 and 11. But, um, yeah, he uh, uh, has the highest number of hits of any catcher on our list, uh, 2,844 hits, uh, 1,332 RBIs, 311 home runs, career batting average of 296, and 68.7 wins above replacement. And, and I would argue maybe, and this might be a little controversial, I think he's the best defensive catcher to ever play the game. He's definitely, definitely. he's yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, if, if if you don't put him there, he's he's in the top two. Yeah, uh, but I mean, uh, just a monster, yeah. and he did it for a long time. You know, it's yeah. God. 
He did. Nine hundred twenty-seven uh, stolen bases. That's right. He, and what's funny is on, on picture June, him stealing a piece. Doesn't that seem and, and and look compare? I don't know what the number is, but uh, take that number and add it to how many guys that he gunned down. Yeah, trying to take second, you 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 know probably in the three hundreds, maybe. I don't know. He had the quickest mass flip, arm throw. I mean, it, there was a lot of times when the the pitcher was still, I feel like, still finishing his motion when when he was throwing it down to second base, <laughs> you know, it's like, you better die. If you're pitching and there's a guy on first after that pitch is over, you better stay down. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause he's not, he doesn't care. He's going to throw it through you. If he has to Nine ninety one fielding percentage. Yeah. It's just unbelievable. He um... seems like he just gobbled up foul balls in the, in the, in the, you know, behind home plate and in the foul territory. Yeah. He um he got his nickname uh, Pudge obviously even though Carlton Fisk was Pudge as well, um just uh, one of the coaches in, on the Rangers when he was uh, first uh, first there, um I guess the minor leagues uh called saw he was uh, short and stocky so from day one the guy started calling him Pudge, um so it wasn't it wasn't like he was uh you know uh, catching like Carlton Fisk did so they just transferred the nickname but it was just uh, just his size and his uh, stature but ironically. And I love the stat. On June seventeenth, two thousand nine, Rodriguez set a major league baseball record by catching his two thousand two hundred and twenty seventh game, passing Carlton Fisk, who was also Pudge. I just thought it was funny. Pudge passes Pudge. That should have been the headline. And they and did they open up the pizza joint together, Pudge Brothers? Pudge Brothers, yeah, absolutely. As the uh, Pud, Pudgy, uh, they uh, they have dessert too. Uh, they have Pudgy the whale. Um, <laughs> <laughs> He's a uh, he's he's like Cookie Opus, but he's got a catcher's mask. He's on. got a catcher's mask instead. Exactly, right. exactly. So there you go. All right, Pudge, Pudgy the whale. Pudgy, Pudgy the whale. Pudgy, Pudgy the uh, Pudgy the whale. There you go. All right, number uh, number three, uh, Ivan Pudge Rodriguez. That brings us to number two. Number two on our list is Mister Johnny Bench, Johnny Lee Bench, to be exact. Uh, he's played sixty-seven through eighty-three. Uh, played for uh, the Cincinnati Reds his whole entire oh. career. Entire career. Sorry, can I stop you just for a second? Yeah, I'm, sure. <laughs> I'm just looking for the numbers. Um, How many stolen bases? Caught stealing percentage for Pudge Rodriguez was 46%. Stolen bases allowed 786. Caught stealing 661. It's yeah. a lot. That, so add right. that. So I was way off adding that to his stolen bases. Yeah. You'd have 788 would be the so total if you add those two numbers. I, I thought in the 400. 661 caught stealing, which is nearly half, 46%. That's crazy. That's crazy. Unbelievable. Great which numbers. is, you know, Bench was 43, Molina 44, Campy was 57. So I guess that's about number two on the list all time. Probably number but two. But Yo- Yogi was... Yogi was 49, so. There you go. So number three on the list. Number three, three yeah. Number three on the list. All right. Uh, sorry. There you go. Sorry, di- sorry, Johnny. No, that's all right. Didn't sorry, Johnny. Not me. Johnny Bench you're talking about. No, Johnny Bench, yeah. Right, exactly. Johnny Bench there. 67 again, 67 through 83 on the Cincinnati Reds. 2,048 hits. Uh, highest number of RBIs on our list uh, tonight with 1,376. Uh, 389 home runs. That's the second most Home runs on our list behind Mr. Piazza. 
uh, career batting average of 267, and he also had the highest wins above replacement on our list. Numbers staggering, 75.1 wins above replacement. So, yeah, Johnny Bench was uh, – <laughs> you, you thought catcher, you know, when, 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 when we were kids anyway, you thought catcher – yeah, you thought Johnny Bench, uh, you know, and there were others too, but that was like the, uh, uh, all you know, other other than the you know the team you uh, you were a fan of, if you will. But Johnny Bench was just yeah. You know, well, and the only person on this list who had a child's toy in his name that probably sure. caused more accidents <laughs> than any other. Yeah, you could say that. that. Here's a ball on a string with a bat. Go for it, kids. Go for it. Yeah, hit it. Hit it. See what happens after you hit it. Go ahead. (laughs) It was that one time when that ball just dislocated and, yep, that batter up. Yeah, that really were – you could could hurt yourself with a pitchback. Oh, yeah. Or the – the pitchback wasn't named after Johnny Bench, too, was it? Was there somebody else that did the pitchback? Uh, or was it just a pitchback? I think it was just a pitchback. It was just a pitchback. Yeah. But yeah, I Johnny had, Bench um, batter up. Yeah. I, I now, which one was that? I had the two guys brand of uh, the batter <laughs> up, which was called Watch the Fuck Out. <laughs> I had the... It, um, it, it had a concrete block that held it in place. Yeah. Right. And there was some a, twine right. and a... And a, and a, and a yeah, oh no! I had the other one. Same thing. It was a wheel of concrete, and it was a <laughs> pole that came out of it. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it had a, a an arm with the ball on the end that was a, on a spring. Yeah, yeah. So you'd hit there the ball, a, there... and it would go around and wind up the spring, and then it would yeah. come back. It hit you in the nuts. You. And the yeah. harder you hit it the first time, the harder it would come back, and it would come get back, faster and yeah. faster. Yeah. And yeah, if you got too close to it, we used to. We used to manually wind that thing up, just oh, yeah. you know, like oh, to yeah. the breaking point. Just put it until it's not going to go anymore. All right, you ready? Not you ready? until it's either going to break, and then, and then uh, we would let it go, and it would start to spin, and then someone else would have to step in front of it at some point, and like you'd stick your ass in front of it and see. Right. Well, what we used to do is we used to combine that with the sit and spin, and so <laughs> oh yeah, that's it, a- it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, that and the um, plenty of ple- plenty of dizzy kids over at Morgan. Remember Place, the huh? um, remember the little uh, <laughs> you can't get a ball in the head. Remember the Mister Quarterback? Oh yeah, oh yeah. The little thing on the ground, he'd set it sure. and it would throw. Boy, yeah, the never, never rock, had rocks yeah. and bottles and stuff you could put oh, in yeah, that right. thing. Yeah, it was basically anyway. like a, uh, a slingshot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I there was um, <laughs> you guys. I mean, throw. Lawn darts and you got yourself a party. Oh, and lawn darts had, and you got had, yourself a party. We had we had charts when I was a kid. Yeah, of course everybody did. Yeah. There's um, no you, know Joel, you know Joel Hodgson is. Yes, he, he was the original from Mystery Science Theater yep. three thousand three thousand, and also a stand-up comedian. He used to do a great bit with a Mister Quarterback and number fifteen he, on our list of top ten catchers. He was yeah, he was number. He 15. would uh, you know have somebody pick a card, look at it, show it to the audience. Put it back in the deck. He would put the deck in a Mr. Quarterback <laughs> and set it. And so this deck of cards would come flying oh, at him. Yeah. And he would, you know, kind of always catch one. And he would be like, Is this your card? And it never was, of course. It never was. And he'd be like, well, What was your card? And they'd be like, <laughs> he'd go oh, through and find it. No, you go, there was a three of clubs. And he would like look around. <laughs> <laughs> and then he would like, for a minute or so and then go, I'm sorry, this is as close as I can get. I can get. Because <laughs> he wasn't a magician, he was a comedian. But right. just the sight of this deck of cards just flying. 
was always that's pretty always funny. hilarious. I wonder I wonder how much Mr. Quarterback's going on eBay these days. I don't know. Oh we, my find God. Out. we got we gotta see if we can find a Mr. Quarterback, a Johnny Bench pitch back, a Johnny Bench batter up and a tell you what, if the Giants get a Mr. Quarterback and stick it behind center, they might do all right this year. <laughs> you know what? Motorized <laughs> thing. Put it on top of a Roomba. Put that on top of a of a batter up and let it spin. And you got yourself a fun Sunday. That's right. Absolutely. Uh, well, so we're here to talk about Johnny Bench. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I thought we were done with Johnny Bench. Yeah, we, we pretty much were. But, yeah, just just a crazy, uh, crazy good Johnny game. Bench, the Bob Backlund of catchers. <laughs> there you go. There he is, number two, Johnny Bench. So I think I think you all can guess who our number one catcher of all time in Major League Buster Baseball Buster Posey. It would be Buster oh, Posey. Yeah. Yeah. Come to a fork in the road, take it. <laughs> take it, yeah. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Too crowded. Yeah, there you go. Uh, gotta love him. Gotta love him, Mr. Yogi Berra. Um, Lawrence Peter Berra. This is an uh, actual given name, Yogi, obviously a nickname. But nobody knows him as Lawrence Peter. They know him as Yogi. Uh, 1946 to 1965. Uh, he was a uh, uh, played for the Yankees from 1946 to 1963. He managed uh, the Yankees in 1964. And he played for the Mets in 65. And then went on to manage the uh, Mets and the <coughs> Yankees a uh, bunch of times each after. Well, once for the Mets straight through. And then... Uh, the uh, Yankees probably about 16 times back and forth between him and uh, uh, everybody that were going back and forth playing musical uh, managers for those few years back then. But uh, in any event, finished his career coaching at, with the Astros up through 89. But, uh, yeah, let's let's look at his numbers. Um, 2,150 hits, 1,430 RBIs. Um, actually, he has the highest number of RBIs. Oh, yeah. Johnny Bench has the second number. I had them reversed. Johnny Bench is the second highest number. 1,430 RBIs, number one on our list. Um, 358 home runs, career batting average of 285, and 59.5 wins above replacement. Um, yeah. And 30 just, stolen it, bases. His yogiisms. And maybe the, I, the only person on this list who has his own museum. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Yogi Berra Museum in Montclair, New Jersey at, at Montclair State College. At Montclair State University. Yeah, there's University, a Yogi Berra Museum. Yeah. Um, yeah, examples. The uh, It Ain't Over Till It's Over. Uh, deja Vu all over again. Um, uh, you can observe a lot by watching. <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, uh, what you call it? Uh, when you come to a fork in the road, take it. Um, uh, which got, nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Uh which McCullough, thank you for making this day necessary. Which <laughs> <laughs> McCullough, um, uh, always go to other people's funerals, otherwise they won't go to yours. <laughs> That's my favorite. Well, actually, I got another favorite. I'll talk, it's more of a story. But yeah, yeah. Uh, a nickel ain't worth a dime anymore. <laughs> there you, go. Uh, you can't. You can't imitate him. Uh, you can't imitate him. Don't copy him. Oh, if you if you can't imitate him, don't copy him. There you go. Ninety percent of the game is half mental, <laughs> and I really didn't say everything I said. That's right. <laughs> Those are. Doesn't that sound like a, 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 every politician nowadays? Absolutely. My favorite Yogi Berraism isn't really a, a saying, but it's uh, he, supposedly he went to uh, they, they went out for pizza after the game. I think it was just him and Billy Martin or something. And uh, I love to sit at that table. 
and the, and uh, yeah, and uh, they they order a pizza, and the waitress says, "Would you like that cut into eight or twelve slices?" <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, Yogi goes, "You better make it eight. I don't think we could eat 12. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you gotta love it. Uh. <laughs> oh, I love him. <laughs> what a great guy. Uh, maybe just, I mean. Maybe the most lovable athlete of all time. Absolutely, by far, yeah. by far. Yeah. Uh, except for maybe a couple of calls and decisions he made in Game Seven of the '73 World Series, but other than that, wasn't it wasn't the best manager of all time? But <laughs> it wasn't the worst either. No, 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 no. By far, yeah. no, not at all. Yeah. Um, but and I, I got love... a raw deal with the Yankees, and I'm glad that it kind of, you know, made up for it. Smoothed it for us. Smooth, yeah. Smoothed it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just, just, just a, a great guy, and I love the Wikipedia. Uh, at the very top, it says Yogi Berra, and I'm not—I'm not kidding. You. It says Yogi Berra, not to be confused with Yogi Bear. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I love it. It's <laughs> uh, uh, just—and uh, a long time. I mean, ever since he played for the Yankees, he was a longtime North Jersey resident. I think he lived in West Caldwell or something. He right? lived in yeah, at the at the uh, towards the end there, Mont- did, between, did, between Montclair him, and West Caldwell. Didn't him and Phil Rizzuto open up some bowling alleys when because they they couldn't make enough money? Uh, during the regular season, they so did. They work. opened up. There was a bowling alley. They owned a bowling yeah. alley in, Cl- in Clifton. They Clifton, there you go. It was near Rutt's Hut. It was on just off of Route Three. Yeah. It was behind. Uh, remember, remember Romance. Yeah, the bowling alley behind there. That's what they. Yeah. 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 Um. But yeah, that was a uh, crazy. Uh, <laughs> just. But, but I mean, above above and beyond everything he said, I mean, I think the only other athlete that is close to just the success rate that he had was somebody like Bill Russell. Yeah. I mean, you know, or maybe some of those old Montreal Canadians, but it, I mean, just incredible. The incredible. team or just the people that live in Montreal? <laughs> the team <laughs> okay. and the people. I mean, you sure. know, they yeah. the French Canadian. Sure. If you ask them, they would say that. Absolutely. Yeah. No, of yeah. course. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, just, you, and you could say, oh, he was on a great team, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, there's a lot of people that have been on great teams. Right. But uh, he was—he was something else. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was Yogi Berra, Lawrence, Peter Yogi Berra, number one on our list of top ten MLB catchers in all time. There you go. All right. Well, that brings us to this week's uh, edition of Old. Hold on. Are you old digging, balls. digging. Speaking of old balls, are you digging them out? I'm digging them out. <laughs> This week's issue of Old Balls. There we go. Um, Harry, why don't you tell us who this week's Old Balls recipient is? Well, in the spirit of top 10 catchers of all time. And Yankees. uh, And Yankees. And Mets. And Mets. Look, (laughs) you know, I can't help it if the Yankees had some great catchers. And the Mets, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, This week's recipient is none other than Mr. Joe Torre. You know, I think a lot of people think of him more as a manager. Yeah, you know, uh, he he ranks fifth all time in major league history with two two thousand three hundred twenty six wins as a manager. Kind of young, he's there on the Braves. Yeah, but he was he was a catcher, and Joe Torre was a hell of a player. He had a two ninety seven career batting average. He had two thousand three hundred forty two hits, two hundred fifty two home runs, and one thousand one hundred eighty five runs batted in. And uh, that's nothing to sneeze about. He was a he was a nine-time All-Star, a four-time World Series champion. Obviously, some of that was as also as a uh, 
as a the, all of those were as a manager. He won the Gold Glove. He won the National League Batting Champion in 1971 and the National League RBI leader that same year. Mm-hmm. And of course, we all know you know his incredible tenure as the Yankees uh, skipper. So. And his uh, forgettable tenure as a Mets skipper. True, true. I mean, th- that's where him and Yogi Berra sort of have some things in common. Right. But, uh, well, at least yeah. Yogi took the Mets to the World Series. He did. He did, indeed. Um, and, and again, I think, you know, Joe Torre became this, you know, cultural figure, at least later in, in his career as a manager, because he took a Yankees franchise, which had been, had been in a really, really long drought. And a lot of people sort of doubted the, the, the acquisition of Tory as manager. Oh, and I think, he, and I think he was, was the, eating it a lot. Yeah. And I think he was the complete opposite of everything in baseball today. He was a, he was, he was a tough manager. He was a player's manager in some ways. And he really relied a lot on his other coaches. But at the end of the day, you knew who was in charge of that team. And I don't think he was using analytics to make his decisions. He was, he was, he, I think he had a real knack for really seeing uh, where everybody was at at any moment in any game and who was the right person to be in the right spot. And, uh, but despite him being, you know, despite having uh, late success as a manager, you know, he was a manager for a long time before he had a lot of success. Um, hell of a catcher. Hell of a catcher, well, you know. He was, uh, he was, you know, there's not too many catchers who win batting titles. I mean, I guess Joe Maurer did it. Uh, did Piazza ever do it? I don't think Piazza ever did it. Um, I don't think so. So, I mean, the, you know, there you go. This week's recipient of old balls and entering himself into the hallowed halls of the old balls Hall of Fame, none other than Mr. Joe Torrey. He, uh, Jack Kerouac called Joe Torre the best catcher since Roy Campanella. Yeah. Uh, from Jack Kerouac. Jack Kerouac was high as a kite. But... <laughs> yeah, but he knew catchers. He knew catchers. He, he did. Yeah, he knew catchers. He did. Him and Bukowski, both of them knew catchers. But Bukowski was really an expert on second base and definitely <laughs> had a had a turn that the the two three the two four one double play. Two four one double play. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you gotta love it. But, In fact, uh, post office is going to be called 241 until he changed the title, exactly. yeah. Uh, and a lot of people don't realize, like, because he started, uh, Joe Torre started his career with the, with the Milwaukee slash Atlanta Braves. Atlanta Braves, yeah. And he played, played the first nine years of his career, he played with Hank Aaron. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, uh, and would have been longer. He got a, he uh, had a, a feud, a bad feud with the uh, um, general manager of the, uh, the Braves over his salary. So, they dumped him uh, off to uh, the Cardinals. But in any event, and the rest is history, as they say. But yeah, no, I, I thought that uh, fact about Jack Kerouac was uh, was pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah, as a Met, as a player for the Mets, he also was the first 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 in the National League to hit into four double plays in, in one the, game. In, in one game, yeah, <laughs> yes, he did. He hit into four double plays in one game. But it was because it was always because of the guy that got on base before him. Right. <laughs> he couldn't run. <laughs> mm, uh, that's know. the story I heard. Anyway. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a Yogi Barrettism. <laughs> I think I heard it from Yogi. Actually, I wouldn't hit into a double play if that guy wasn't on first. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what more do you want? I that's mean, right. so there you go. It's all my mind. Anyway, the last year he played for the Mets was the first year he managed for the Mets. He was a right. player manager in '77. Yeah, and then he and they called him. They called him. The press called him Clueless Joe when he was the Mets manager. 
and then he goes on to be, you know, help the Yankees win four out of five. I think there's very few people who know more about baseball. And, and still today, I mean, I think he still just has incredible insights into people. I just and, wish uh, he would, like, you know, like put Rob Manfred in a box somewhere and take over. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't want it. He doesn't joke. want to. I know he doesn't want to. I know. Yeah. And if he if he wanted to, he would have done it already. He would yeah. have had it. So, but, but there you go. So that's this week's old balls. Old balls. And there you have it. There you have it. Um, that's baseball for today. Um, we had yeah. uh, planned on getting it done in uh, a little bit shorter, but hey, we uh, we had some decent conversations. Well, Pete, Pete had some detours into women's softball and uh, <laughs> lawsuits. So. so hey, it was all baseball related. Right. It's all baseball related. It's so. all good. I'm glad we. I'm good. glad so, we brought it up. Let's uh, let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little NFL. Um, what is that? A, What's the NFL? What NFL? That's that's that football thing. That I hear there's a draft to... coming up. There is. There is, <laughs> and uh, there's there's a couple things to talk about. First uh, first thing is uh, is the draft. Uh, they have. Mel Kuyper's draft. Mel Kuyper releases a new draft mock draft every, every hour on hour. hour. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, and he's just one of seventy five hundred. So, folks, what we're gonna do? Uh, we we talked about it for the last couple of weeks. We're actually gonna do our own uh, draft, our own mock drafts. Each each of us, we're gonna do next our week. own mock draft. Um, you want to do them? Pardon me. You want to do them next week or want to do them the week after? Which is Let's the day the before week the after? Because you know, because that'll if there's any trades or movements. Yeah, yeah. Some so we'll do them the, the, the two weeks from today. We'll do it. It's actually the day before the draft starts. So, you know, couldn't get better timing than that. So. We could do that in lieu of a top ten. There you go. We'll do that. There you go. We can do that. We'll do that. Um, but uh, which we call it the uh, looks like uh, um, uh, which we call it the uh, was it the Patriots um, traded up with the uh, traded with the uh, Falcons uh, just today. They uh, traded up to number four. So um, between the uh, between the uh, Jaguars, the Jets, the uh, 49ers and the Patriots looks like the top four picks are going to be quarterbacks. I think I thought the Patriots are going to pick Petty Sewell to, to help block for Cam Newton. <laughs> oh yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what Bill Belichick's going to want to do with this uh, with the number four pick they just traded up for. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Probably. I mean, he is unconventional. Well, of course. I I think I think <laughs> the forty I think the Forty ers let let people know who they're picking at three, and so that Belichick could move up to four. I really do. But we'll see. It sounds it sounds like the 49ers are going to go with the uh, the kid from Alabama. Yeah, yeah. Which, and so that that puts Justin Fields in a Patriot uniform. Yes, it does. And or Trey Lance. Or Trey Lance. Or Trey. Lance. Could you imagine if Justin Fields, after everything that he did, falls to five or lower uh, in the draft? Uh, I mean, it could happen, and that's not a bad thing necessarily either. Yeah, there's too, some. So. There's so much. There's so many differing opinions on these quarterbacks yeah. this year. I mean, yes, the vast majority of people have Trevor Lawrence as the definitive number one, and he will go number one. But there are other people who – you just have people that's, that think Justin Fields is by far the best. You have people that think, you know, uh, Mac is is the best, or Trey Lance, who I think what, played six games? Uh, yeah. he, isn't he like 16 or something like that? He's, uh, he's, he's, hey, he's the first person to go directly from Pop Warner to the NFL? I don't know exactly. I don't <laughs> understand – I don't understand how that's in there. I mean, hey, you know what? If he can do it, kudos to him. But, but uh, well, more power to him. If, but if you're I like Justin Fields. Fields. If you're Justin Fields, where would you rather go? To the Patriots. You'd rather go to, to the, the Patriots. Patriots. So yeah, I'll, I think Justin Fields are all going to they're all going to get their money. 
They're all going to get, get paid. Yeah, that's they're all going to get paid. So. Yeah, I mean, the the only difference is that he's he's going to probably be thrown right into the you know the fire. And maybe they'll all start of these mid- quarterbacks are going to all of these quarterbacks. Uh, even th- even you think even with Garoppolo, I think that if, I think that if San Francisco gets the quarterback that they're going to want, they're going. I think Garoppolo will inevitably get injured. They're going to well, you know, that or they're going to you know while he's not injured, they're going to trade him for whatever they can get, and they might even do a draft day trade. You know, and get a, get another pick, get another number one pick, you know, from somebody. But yeah, so you think um, you, you can get you think somebody, the 49ers are definitely going to take the kid from Alabama? I I think they are. Mac Jones is that yeah, his name? If they can get somebody Mac, to Mac Davis, to Mac Davis, kind of overlook Garoppolo's <laughs> injury history and and look Mac at it you know, what he's Donald. done when he's on the field, then they'll they'll get. Well, he's he wins. He, he wins, wins when, when he's on, he's the, on field. the field, yeah. but he's not his he's not a great. You can't say he's a great quarterback, no. but he wins. His team wins when he's on the field. Yes. Yeah, At least yeah. they have. He's only three and three last year. Yeah, yeah, that's true. When he's on the field, yeah, that's true. But I mean, um, they, the 49ers in the past also won when Colin Kaepernick was on the field. You know, so in the beginning, but then not so much later on. Right. Well, so, um, once once other teams figured out Kaepernick, then that was it. <laughs> it was pretty much it for that. But, I mean, do you think Garoppolo's a better? quarterback than any of these guys in the, that are top four draft picks? I think Garoppolo's a better quarterback right now than yeah, any of these me too. guys. Um, yeah, wh- who's to say in another year or two that that, that won't change, and it probably will. Like I said, this, this idea think, that you can't have two good quarterbacks no. is just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. it's it's worked for almost every great franchise in sure. NFL history. Well, right, and, and especially if you're a team that is thinking, you know, we're close to winning something or we've got a right. shot at something. If your starter goes down for five games, right, right, exactly. and you've got you know some scrub on the bench, you've got to get you've got to have somebody that can. At least I mean, how like long did Aaron Rodgers sit behind Brett Favre? How long uh, did Steve Young? Aaron Rodgers sat behind Steve Young um, three uh, years, four years. Aaron Rodgers sat behind Steve Young. Aaron Rodgers Aaron, sat behind uh, yeah, Drew Brees. Never, he never yeah. sat behind Steve Young. Brett Favre. Favre. Thank you. <clears throat> I'm I'm reading things as I'm talking. Uh, Aaron Rodgers sat behind Brett Favre for three years or four, three almost four, four. Years, yeah. almost four years. Steve Young sat behind Young sat like for six. Yeah, six or seven well, years. Steve seven Young years. sat behind. Well, Steve Young was on the the, the Bucks first, right? And then, uh, then yeah, but see, there. still, you know, um, he sat. He was behind, you know, and then they made, then they made while, the then, move, and then Montana came back, and then they traded well, Montana, and, and then yeah, but yeah. I mean, Steve Young got his. <laughs> Steve he still had a pretty good career. Steve Young got his intro into being the 49ers quarterback because of Leonard Marshall. Right, it that's what I mean. So yeah, he might not have even he might have even done that exactly. So. Um, which we call, and then even another, go back another further. BYU guy, right? Was it yeah. Steve Young a BYU Steve guy? Steve Young was a BYU guy, yeah. And uh, and go back even a little further. I mean, back in the late sixties, early seventies, you had Craig Morton and uh, mm-hmm. and and uh, Roger Staubach on the on the Cowboys together. Yeah. Uh, Craig Morton won, wins the Super Bowl and uh, and uh, uh, which ball or goes to a Super Bowl, plays in the Super Bowl, and uh, and then. Um, well, then you had Craig Morton and John Elway, and. And then you had Craig Morton and John Elway, and yeah, so it's just it, the list goes on and on. But yeah, you're absolutely right. There's no reason that the 49ers. I mean, need Eli, to Eli, Eli Manning and Daniel Jones. I mean, Eli, you know, yeah, right, two exactly. Hall of Famers right back to back. It's well, just, yeah, but like you had Kurt Warner and Eli Manning. There's two sure. Hall of Famers on the same uh, team that year. Um, but I mean, hey, you know what? Even call call it with the uh, you know the Giants. I mean, they're not Hall of Famers, but you had Jeff Hostetler Sims and, uh, and Hostetler. Bill Sims. Yeah, we've discussed that before. Oh, yeah, don't forget uh, Neil O'Donnell and. I don't know. Neil Bobby Brister. Uh, Bobby, yeah. Bobby Brister. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can't, you, how can you forget 
O'Donnell and Bristol. I mean, is there? You know, that's a law is, firm now. I think. Right, do we Bristow. have to do yeah. top ten worst sports names ever? Because oh, if Bubby Brister is not in the top ten, that, that Bubby Brister sounds like you know Grandma's friend who she plays bridge with. Bubby Brister, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that Bubby. sounds like same uh, macaroons. Bubby Brister's coming up. Bubby Brister. That sounds like uh, Dad was really drunk in the hospital when when the kid yeah, was born. It's gonna be Bobby, they're, but it's Bubby. They're yeah. filling up the form, and they're what like, "What is it? It's Bubby. 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 Okay." It's Bubby. Bubby. It's Bubby. <laughs> it's Bubby. His sister's name is Muffy. The last name's Brista. Uh, Brista. From Worcester. <laughs> anyway, but uh, let's. Yeah. Well, you're talking about. Okay, you're talking about him. Let's talk about the Jets for a second. Um, uh, is, which there, we'll is there anybody which... happier in America than Sam Darnold? <laughs> well. Let's uh, right right now uh, the uh, the fake, I mean the back and forth the uh, uh, Joe Douglas and uh, and some of the scouts and the coaching staff went and uh, to uh, scout Justin Fields and I think they're just doing their due diligence um, you know in case hey what what happens if something you know whatever whatever they just want to know uh, obviously they're taking Zach Wilson that's a that's a foregone conclusion but is it it's, I think so. I think so. it is I do yeah. he um, might be a little bit happier than Sam Darnold right now the betting yeah, yeah. the betting. Uh, is uh, Zach Wilson to be picked second is negative twenty five hundred. So you have to bet twenty five hundred dollars to win a hundred dollars. To win a hundred dollars, yeah. And oh, Justin Fields good. is plus fifteen hundred. So you can bet a hundred and win fifteen hundred yeah. if he gets picked second. But the Jets have the second, the twenty, and the twenty third pick in the first round, and then they have the thirty fourth pick. You know, the second pick in the they, second. They round. have to get these right. Yeah, they got they, these these those three picks more than any. They have to get right. And by the way, the, those two picks after Wilson. Mm-hmm. Need to be offensive linemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, that will not happen. But uh, probably not. But Take some weird cornerback <laughs> let's look, from let's, Appalachian State. Let's look back, <laughs> a, really. A kicker. <laughs> well, for the Jets, that's actually not a bad it's thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but they can get a kicker in the well, third without offensive down. linemen they in the second round. You know, <laughs> sure. Without decent offensive linemen, he'll be kicking maybe a, a punter. A lot of like fifty-five. That'd be yards. great if the Jets took a punter with the second pick. second pick yeah. overall. But he's also a backup quarterback. Yes. But yeah, he can play hey, quarterback oh, if we need him to. Yeah. So anyway, who was um, the uh, what was the, what was the guy uh, Jensen Jim Jensen Jim Jensen yeah he played for the Dolphins or the Oilers or whoever it was yeah. he was a, he was a punter he was a backup quarterback he was a wide receiver and he an slice he sliced he diced <laughs> exactly it slices it dices. Um, let's look let's take a look at this for a second quarterbacks drafted in the first round by the Jets since Joe Namath. Okay. We've looked at this. Before. Well, we got I got the numbers here. Yeah. So let's look at this. Oh, Richard okay. Richard Todd. Uh, Richard 19, Todd wasn't 1976. Bad. His overall record. All right. Well, first of all, before I even say this, don't look it up. Let me ask you. There, right. there, there's been five first round drafted quarterbacks since Joe Namath for the Jets. Richard yeah. Todd, Ken O'Brien, Chad Pennington, Mark Sanchez, and Sam Darnold. Which of those five, both of you, tell me right now. Don't look. Which of those five has the best record? Ken O'Brien. Ken O'Brien? Yeah. Pete, Ken O'Brien? Okay. Yeah. Richard Todd, 1976. His overall record with the Jets was 42-51-1. Ken nice. O'Brien. Ken O'Brien in 1983, his overall record with the Jets was 50-55-1. Oh. So more wins. Chad, more wins, yeah. <clears throat> Chad Pennington uh, in 2000, his overall record was 32-29. and 29. Mm-hmm. So that's a better record right there for Chad Pennington. 
Mark Sanchez in 2009, 33 and 29. He beats out. I Jeff thought you Hamilton. meant who had the most wins of, of these guys. Well, obviously, Ken O'Brien had the most yeah. wins. I just had a better record, I said. Okay. But, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, 33. And, yeah, I Ken agree. O'Brien had – you're both right. Ken O'Brien had the most wins. Mark Sanchez had the better record. Um, percentage and the butt obviously. fumble. And the butt fumble. You can't forget that. And Sam Darnold, obviously, three years ago, 13 <laughs> and 25 was his, uh, was his uh, record. Um, but speaking of that now, did you see the article that the guy in Utah wrote the other day? Did you see this? No. No. Um, he uh, he's a newspaper man, uh, and they, I forget I, his name is. Um, oh, geez, hold on. Oh, that guy, that guy, that's a gentleman in Utah. Robinson is this Dave Robinson? I think. Anyway, I he wrote an article. He said, "Please, these are going to be quotes from the article I'm reading. Please, Jets, give Zach Wilson a break." Okay. Then he says, um, <laughs> "Look, the Jets quarter, the Jets, the Jets are to quarterbacks what Larry King was to marriage." That's what he said. Larry King's record was much more impressive. And much, much more impressive. I Absolutely. think he got, got he a lot had more, more longevity than any of those guys. And he also um, he also paid more to his ex wives than the Jets paid to the quarterbacks. <laughs> to the quarterbacks, yeah. <laughs> um, and he said, "Where will Wilson be in a few years? Look, uh, looking into demanding a trade. That's for sure." <laughs> okay. And then and then this was the this was the one that put Jets fans that read this over the edge. Uh, he said, "Hold on, I got to get back to it." He said, Namath is the single most overrated football player in history. I mean, statistically, he might be right in that. Not the single most. <laughs> he said single most. Yeah, not, yeah. He, he's not that far off. but right. He wasn't a great quarterback, but he won a, he won, he won a Super Bowl. He won a Super Bowl. He won, he won the first Super Bowl for the uh, Jets, for the AFC. Yeah, he's a, leg- he's a legend yeah. just because of that. Of that, yeah. Um, here's some comments back at this guy that were on Twitter. Let's uh, let's look. Uh, this author is this author is an entire and whole idiot. <laughs> uh, which we got bashing yeah. Joe Namath was a step too far. Yeah. Everything um, else was fine. Right. It's just, <laughs> he didn't right. say anything about anything else. Right? <laughs> he said nothing about that. We're, we're, hey, you know, yeah, the uh, guy who does the commercials for the money store. We're going to protect him. <laughs> in, inform Doug Robinson. <laughs> yeah, right. Inform Doug Robinson to close his mouth in regards to the New York Jets. Uh, final uh, f- last time I checked, Zach Wilson was a grown up. That's what he said. Um, which wow. we, yeah, we're New York Jets followers. Uh, we New York Jets followers get it. We're a joke. Blah blah. However, um, uh, which we call it, don't uh, depart Joe Namath the heck out of it, or leave. Okay, leave Joe Namath the heck out of it. I don't know if the word "depart" is in there. For leave Joe Namath the heck out of it. And this was the best one. Hey Doug, eat shit. Signed every New York Jets fan. <laughs> So, anyway, but well, uh, very de- detailed, in-depth comebacks. <laughs> absolutely, uh, but uh, you know, whatever. But the um, the thing I found the funniest though was the odds to make the playoffs next year. All right, the Jets are plus four twenty-five to make the playoffs next year. The Panthers are only plus two twenty. So, Sam Darnold, they're saying, obviously got the better of the deal. So, we'll see what happens. He's with probably going to have a probably going to have a good season. I think he's, he's got some weapons. He always does, but he's got a, more people around him. He's got a better opportunity to, to show just how great he is with that giant head. The, it's uh, funny seeing him without a helmet the, on. Lego, Lego firefighter? He has the most enormous head I've ever seen on a human really being. Yeah. And he does kind of have that, uh, <laughs> you know, that 
that uh, Bubby from Worcester, yeah, Worcester, <laughs> Worcester kind of looked to him. Pista from Worcester. Yeah. Was my girlfriend had, uh... Muffy and my dog Muffy too. <laughs> Muffy too. But uh, hey, you know what? I I just I think that uh, I I think things will turn around a little bit for the Jets. Who knows? Hey, you know what? I mean, laughing stock. You want to call them? Uh, they, uh, I, you know, I'm not a just I'm not a Jets fan by any means, but they. Memory serves they were in two AFC championship games in a row like 10 and 11 years ago. Yeah, so, that's, that's, yeah. that's the anchor we cling to. <laughs> so oh, you shit, can hold man. that. You can hold on to that. And, to and it was only 10 years before that they were in another AFC championship game. So hey, here, here, here's here's he, he immediately becomes the best quarterback in New York. City. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing about City, yeah. what's that guy's City, name? Yeah. Doug? Get that right. Doug Johnson? Doug, Doug Robinson. Doug Robinson. Uh, why does he not have anything else to write about? Because he's in Utah. Because hmm. he's hey, who knows? Donovan and Mitchell, does, come on. And he doesn't, and he doesn't like basketball. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> he's in Utah. and He doesn't like basketball. Apparently, he's going to write about how he really likes Zach Wilson. He wants to see him go to a better, better team. That's what he wants. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, because of the BYU thing. I got you. Right. Oh, you uh, know, he's, uh, he's protecting his other Latter Day Saint brethren. There you go. There you go. You know, I wanted um, to bring up something I forgot. To bring it up in baseball, but it involves uh, I can't say a sports writer, but um, you know, who Phil Mushnick is mm-hmm. the media critic, sure. mm-hmm. he writes for the post or whatever. I don't know, mm-hmm. I think I used to read his column, but he sucks, so I stopped reading it. So, uh, he was uh, criticizing Gary Sanchez uh, for using an interpreter. Why? Um, and there's a lot well, of things to criticize Gary Sanchez for. Well, using an interpreter is not, not one, one of them. But here's here's the can point that interpreter here. interpret a fucking fastball? I guess he was <laughs> saying that. Uh, I guess maybe Glaber Torres or uh, was, uh, you know, obviously English is not his first language, but he took it upon himself to, you know, work hard to learn how to you know speak better and all that. Mm-hmm. And he he called Gary Sanchez lazy for using an interpreter. Interesting. Which, you know, it's kind of a racist trope. You're Absolutely. too lazy, too lazy to learn English. And you know, you know Absolutely. that's what they say. Absolutely. We shouldn't you shouldn't, you know, there's no need for a Spanish menu, right? Pre- for Spanish English press one for Spanish. Yeah, they didn't they didn't say that with Ichiro or any of the Japanese pitchers mm-hmm. or you know, players. Yeah, yeah. So uh yeah. but it was uh, it was interesting because he had some people on the radio that were saying, Well, it's just his opinion. Yeah, and uh, you know, I I don't know. It, it's yeah, the kind it's, of thing that why would you even go there? I mean, it's it's sort of bodes of sort like of you, a pre you, preconditioned you would to, response, just kind of going there. Yeah, yeah, like you'd have to kind of not realize that that was offensive to even say that. You'd think, right? Unless you and were how, looking. And how it. do you know he hasn't worked hard on? I mean, I. Yeah, I, I I work with Spanish speaking individuals every day, and I try, but I I I haven't spent twelve hours a day trying to learn uh, a second language, and it's that make make me lazy. Yeah. Uh, I love when there's an interpreter around; it's great. So yeah. no, I mean that's that's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. That's yeah. absolutely. I mean, I, I can list ten things to criticize Gary Sanchez about being lazy because he he didn't learn a second language in the last three years is not one of them. Mm-hmm. 
didn't learn it well enough to you know Crazy. do his own press conferences. I mean, there's some English-speaking athletes who have not learned English, so <laughs> no, that's true. Too. That, that, that need a little work, absolutely. Um, or at least a translator, so I exactly. can understand. Understand what you're saying. Back to All right, uh, back to the NFL. Back back to the NFL. I for a forgot minute. to mention that during baseball. So. Good, no, no worries. Um, go on, uh, go going on to the Giants for just a quick second. Um, there's there's talk all over the place. Now they're saying that uh, people are thinking that Devonta Smith is going to fall to 11. He's not. Uh, I don't think he is. If he, um, if him or Chase or any of those top three receivers are available, that then they have to take. They him. have to take him. They have to. Yeah. And um, you know, back in the day, Kyle Pitts was in the in the discussion for the Giants, and now they're saying he could go as high as you know five or four well, or uh, was four with Atlanta. What, you know? Here's the thing, though. Now they had these they had these mock drafts. Uh, you know, for the last two, three months, obviously, or, or longer. And um, uh, which one call it? They, they had Devontae Smith, Kyle Pitts, um, all these other guys. Jamar uh, Chase. Um, yeah, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Um, not, not falling to 11. And yeah. that was before the other two or three quarterbacks were being talked about sneaking into the top right. five, six, seven, whatever, the top 10, top 10 picks. Now they're in there. But these guys still aren't going to fall to eleven. How is that even possible? I don't know. It's, you know it, they are they adding extra picks between one and eleven, or you know, it's odd. It, but you know what? It's the, well, and I and I see so. mock drafts where they are all you know down falling. I down. saw I saw a couple mock drafts where Devonta Smith is 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 falls below eleven. Giants don't even take him, and he falls like to like fifteen or. 16. I mean, there there for a while there there was a lot of mock drafts where the Giants were getting. I had the opportunity to take Devonta Smith and they were, they said that they would take them. And, um, you know, get, getting a, getting an impact player like that, who, you know, receivers can seem to be able to, to get out of the gate pretty well yeah. and make an impact. And when sure. you can get them on a rookie contract for four years or whatever, yeah. The, and the giants have historically been pretty good at drafting receivers. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. um, but yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens with that. It's, I mean, it's just, you know, there's there's talk of the Broncos taking Micah Parsons or Kyle. I mean, it's all over the place. They're saying that the Giants are really think that they they're really in love with Waddle too. Um, but. Yeah, I, 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 again, there's there's a all the talk is about the quarterbacks, but there's a there's three top three or four top notch receivers in the, in this mm-hmm. draft. Absolutely, I think it should be an interesting it should be an interesting draft. And two weeks from today, we'll do. Our, uh, we'll do our well, and who's the, who's the cornerback that I think people are overlooking? Caleb? Uh, oh, yeah. Um, he, he, I think he's going to be a surprise. I think he's going to jump up somewhere. He's, Johnny uh, Brister. Bubby Bo- Brister. Bubby Brister's mom is, is going to be in the draft. It's fantastic. Um, She's a hell of a punter. She is. He's a uh, – where is it? Where She's a hell of a bridge player. It's not even in here. Hold on. Where the heck is it? I'm looking for him. I want to find his name. Um. Yeah, it's not even here. Who are we talking about now? The kid, the uh, the cornerback. Yeah, yeah, it's Caleb. Uh... Here's a uh, Afitu uh, Melifonwu. Caleb Caleb Farley. Caleb Farley. Yeah, he's not even on this mock draft. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, I digress. Back to uh, the Giants. Uh, another. One other uh, point to make, uh, Joe Judge apparently is assembling uh, a huge coaching staff. He's got like 25 members of his coaching staff. It's the biggest in the NFL. Um, there's only a couple teams that have 24 or 23 or 24. Most teams have like 21, and several teams have 18 or 19. He's got 25 coaches. Um, you got the green light to pay them all. So that's what Can any of them do. block? 
I'm hoping, but and that's not even including any of the uh, that's not even including any of the consultants too. Like they hired Pat Flattery, Flaherty to come back. He's just a consultant. That's he's not added on as a member of the coaching staff. So he's, <laughs> well, what, what does that, that even mean? Can one of those consultants be John Madden or does, Bill Parsons? Does he go up? Does he go up to one of the coaches and go, "This is how you should coach." Pretty right, much, go do it. That's yeah. what he's doing. That's pretty much what he's doing. I want, I want you to work with. He's the coaching the coaches, but, all, but only on backpedaling. He's coaching the coaches, so he's not on the field during the game. <laughs> Maybe he's sitting in the booth. Maybe he's right. just there during the week. Who knows what his job is actually going to be? But he's basically coaching the coaches. You, Sounds you're like co- money you're well, coaching right. the offensive guards, but only on pass blocking. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Let's uh, let's only shift. Only, let's, uh, only use of the left hand. Right. Yeah. Just we got somebody that. else to do the right hand. How do uh, how do we feel? How do how do you guys feel about Julian Edelman retiring? It surprised me a little bit, but um, you know, good for him. Because they cut him, right? They cut him, and then he retired. Yeah, he didn't. Uh, pass. I believe didn't, he was the order physical, of uh, so. was the order of uh, yeah. Failed the physical. They cut him. He retired. Um, but you know, I did a, I did a little dig, and I was looking, and I saw something, and I, I researched it. He's actually got the second most receptions in playoff history behind Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice has 151. Uh, Julian Edelman has 118. Next guy has under 100. Yeah, what's the yardage though? Uh, 14. He's got 1,442 yards receiving in in the playoffs. And what, what does uh, Rice have? Uh, I don't know. I didn't pull that mm. up. Um, more. <laughs> yeah. More. Uh, Still, that's an accomplishment. That's, yeah, it's definitely so. an accomplishment. So five TDs in a suit in in uh, in the um, in the playoffs. He was in. Uh, which we call played in uh, six Super Bowls, has three rings and one MVP. So I mean, you can and call think, that you can I, call I, that a career. And he's, on <laughs> his, and he's on his third supermodel, isn't he? He's on his third supermodel. Yeah, yeah. he had that's he went back perhaps and the most impressive. Yeah, and yeah. he was he he, he was he, he, he was one of the absolutely. He was one of the reasons, exactly one of the reasons that uh, Matt Harvey didn't show up for those two days because uh, yeah. he was depressed because he lost his. Uh, while the girlfriend of Julian Edelman. How is Matt Harvey doing this season? I wonder. We don't look good. Isn't yeah. he hosting uh, the, the Family Feud? Uh, no, no, no. He's hosting Match Game. <laughs> match Game. But uh, now he's doing, uh, still wearing Steve, those Steve Harvey. Oh, oh, Steve Harvey. Steve Harvey. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> he won. Uh, Matt Harvey won his first game. I don't know how he, do in a sec- he did in a second, but he won his first game convincingly too for the Orioles. It was pretty good. But convinced everybody that he won. Convinced everybody. That's, that that's going to be. A... He convinced everyone that he won. <laughs> convincingly, but, uh, that's, a, that's a word you probably won't hear a lot with the Orioles this season. And convincingly uh, bad, maybe. Exactly. <laughs> getting into a little. Uh, getting into a little NFL crime before we. Uh, before we finish up NFL. Um, no more. No. 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 Uh, do you hear about Aaron Donald? No. Allegedly no. attacked a guy in Pittsburgh over the weekend. Broke his nose, his eye, his arm. Um, so Did yeah. anybody help him, or was does the sack go completely into I'm his credit? Pretty sure he got he got 100% of the sack on that one, yeah. so I mean, he's from Pittsburgh, and it was, it was an after-hours club uh, late late Friday Michael, night, I believe it Michael was. Michael got half of that, so. Uh, yeah, so. Stop. And, uh, yeah, he was accused uh, of <laughs> He badly well, injured this guy. And who knows yeah. if there was history between them. I mean, like, you know, he could have known him from, uh, I mean, not that it matters. Who, who no, no. Knew, knew him or was random. Well, either way, it was, yeah. it's wrong. But, um, but yeah, so that's, uh, that's happening now. And then just on the Deshaun Watson thing, uh, I know we talk about it every week, but um, whatchamacallit, names have been attached. Uh, women have name, uh, attached their names to the lawsuits. But one woman dropped her civil suit. 
she's out of it. She just she she ended it. Um, so, um, and there is, is that the first domino. I don't know. We'll see. Or is she but, just an uh, anomaly? It could be. Well, well, time will tell with that. But uh, uh, which we call it? There's there is talk. There is scuttlebutt that there might be a scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Talk that that's a word only Bobby Brister would use. How do you use that Bobby Brister word? Uh, scuttlebutt and hijinks. Not Buffy Scuttlebutt and hijinks in the Deshaun Watson case. <laughs> uh, the hijinks was Aaron Donald. Uh, scuttlebutt is on, on the Deshaun Watson case. Uh, there's 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 been talk around uh, the uh, league that uh, the Eagles are actually trying to trade for him. Well, that would make sense in their history, you know. <laughs> the history of fucking delinquent quarterbacks, yeah. 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 But uh, in any event, uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's that. All right. <laughs> so, I, I, that. I don't want to bring – you got another one because I want to bring one up? No, you got – bring your stuff up. Go for it. All right. Along the uh, – continuing with the NFL and crime. Um, so uh, prosecutors have announced uh, – charge a charge in the Britt Reed case. Okay. Apparently one one charge, one felony count of driving while intoxicated. Okay. And this is of course him leaving the the uh uh Chiefs facility uh driving uh, 84 miles an hour in a 65 zone hitting those cars on the off ramp and uh that I think she's 5 years old that girl is still she's been released from the hospital but she eats through a feeding tube. She can't walk. She or talk. She's you know she's seriously injured, and the family, of course, is outraged and saying, "How do you how do you come up with so this?" You know, you know, I mean, he, he he hit one car at eighty four miles an hour, and then by the time he hit the second car, he was only going sixty eight, and uh, he said he had two or three drinks. His blood alcohol was point one one three. The legal limit, of course, is point zero eight. And the latest thing about this that's especially got the family upset is that the Chiefs are not saying anything. They are mum about was he drinking at the facility? Was anybody else drinking? Of course, alcohol strictly prohibited at the right. Chiefs facility. Hard to believe they never have a beer after a game or something, but right. I don't think it's champagne they're spraying around when they you know win the championship game. <laughs> um <laughs> But you know that there are a lot of questions. Who you know who was drinking? How much? Where was he drinking? Was he? Did he get in his car and then chug a six pack or whatever? I don't. Have, I don't know. How he'd have to. How much you have to drink to get to that blood alcohol level? But uh, they are reluctant to release information, and that probably means that there's some potential culpability there. But right. it does seem. I don't know. He did a lot of damage, and I don't know what else you could charge him with, but. One felony count of driving while intoxicated seems kind of strange. Yeah, seems does. kind of light. I mean, it's a mm -hmm. seven-year maximum sentence, I guess. But mm -hmm. you know, didn't kill anybody. But that's you know, he's he's obviously yeah, he's altered this young girl's life forever. Yeah, presumably yeah. she'll survive. She's out of the hospital, but she's got serious brain damage. So yeah. I don't know. I, you know, I. Uh, I know his dad is their coach, but you know, the, the, if the Chiefs have information about what was going on, they need to come forward with it. Mm -hmm. you know, well, I'm sure that information is known; it's just not being released publicly. So I'm, I'm sure it was part. Oh of yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. They know it. They're yeah, they know. What's the difference? If, I mean, if he was drinking at the facility, who gives a shit? It's it's still his. It's well, it's still just, they, he's they, still decided 
to get in an automobile and drive. Right. So yes, but I don't blame other... anybody. He's a grown man. He, no, it's, it's, I, uh, I, I agree with you, but that's the, not necessarily the way the law may look at it. If you know, they they could consider so, so... the Chiefs have some responsibility if he was breaking the rules. And look, he was really drunk, and I think that might be the crux of the case if there is one. If he was well, drinking at the Chiefs facility where alcohol was, was, is not wasn't allowed, there, wasn't, there a, wasn't there a passenger in the passenger seat? Uh, I think so. Well, he was driving. Car? Yeah. But the point is, okay. if there's not supposed to be any alcohol there, and he was drinking there, and they were allowing him to drink that much, it wasn't two or three drinks. That was bullshit. You well, who knows if they were allowing him? He could have just had his own drinks well, there. Right, that, right, that's, right. That's the question. Was he doing it in secret? Did he leave and get in his car and pound a bunch of you know booze or whatever? Look, it's but, it's the age old question: Is the bar responsible if somebody gets in their car drunk and kills somebody? Well, legally, yes. You're not supposed. To, I mean, I, I, here in New York State, but you can't always control someone. No, but you're not supposed to. It's illegal to serve someone who's True. visibly intoxicated. So, but there's a lot of people who are intoxicated who are not visibly uh, more. Some people are more visibly intoxicated than others. Yeah, but if and, you're at a and if you're and, at, and you can also. You know, you can you can go to three bars and all get you know two drinks at each bar and not be overserved, and then you know get get in your car. True, it, it's a horrible situation. I, the, the 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 worst part about this is that obviously there's a kid involved whose life is completely altered. Mm. And again, I think we're talking about somebody who maybe got preferential treatment here. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, that's I think that's the family's case. Sucks. Sucks. You know? Oh yeah. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. and. Um, now for a sad story, huh? Now for a sad story. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm laughing. Well, can we can we move on to basketball? Because I have something criminal to talk about. All right, I just uh, this is just uh, I'm I'm shouldn't joke about this. It's a it's a defense reflex. Um, we all know well, who Al. Did. I I no, I did. We all know who Altoon is, right? Right. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I heard this. Yeah, his his daughter Molly, who was. Uh, ah. Yeah. Um, an all-American volleyball player uh, yeah. at Michigan mm-hmm. um, as a senior, or all oh, the honorable mention all-American. Anyway, she's a really good volleyball player, uh, and uh, apparently killed by a gunshot wound uh, from her husband, who then apparently went. Uh, she was found uh, outside her house, dead of a gunshot wound. He apparently went into the house, killed himself. And uh, leaves behind an eight-month uh, child, eight-month-old child. Yeah. Too many, too many every day, just these crazy gun-related murders. I mean, who is the – you also have the, the, the ex-football player who shot up. It kind of went under the radar, but who was the ex-football player who shot up five Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's just – it's it sucks. This is ridiculous. It's just, yeah. You it's, just you just kind of wonder like what was going on that led to that. Mm-hmm, you know yeah. that that it got to that. Oh, I mean, listen, maybe there's. I you, I, there might be some mental illness involved. Certainly. Of course, there will people course. who say, "Well, if you shoot your wife and then shoot yourself, you have to be mentally ill." You know, I don't know whether that's you know technically true or not, but like, what was going on that 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 would be the you know, 
the best like that that was thought to be the resolution to it right yeah it doesn't you know who knows what makes people do these things it's anyway it's uh, sorry sorry to end on a down note but no uh, it's it's sad it's sad you know i'll uh, i'll give you a quick up note before we go to basketball really quick it'll take two seconds uh the uh chicago white Sox uh pitcher uh uh, carlos rodon uh has a perfect game going through six uh, against the Indians, uh, yeah, the White Sox are up. The White Sox are up eight nothing. Uh, through six, uh, perfect game through six. Yeah. So. Just wait till Godzilla shows up. There you go, and, and there you go, <laughs> Rodan. Godzilla, it's Rodan. Rodan. It's Rodan, not Rodan. No, it depends uh, on which part of Japan you're from. Depends on where they yeah, got you. The dial. In the northern gotcha. part, it's Rodan. And the Mets won, by the way, five one. Yay! Um, so, there you go. All right, let's uh, let's switch it up to B ball. Go ahead. Harry, uh, here, all right. Here, here's Harry. Tell us about basketball. Tell us about right. basketball. Will you? <laughs> Look, well, he's, he's got the, si- the Sixers beat the Nets tonight, one twenty-three to one seventeen, and it was a lot closer than I think people thought. Only yep. Kyrie Irving played. Yep. Here's the reason why Kevin Durant didn't play because they don't want to play him on back-to-back nights because the game in Minnesota was delayed because of again, you know, the the, the shooting, the shooting up there. Yeah. There. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay. Bullshit, Kevin Durant and the Nets. You're avoiding playing against the best team in the East. Wouldn't you sit him against the Timberwolves and play him in arguably the biggest game of the year so far for the Nets? Fairly certain that they knew last night going into that game in Minnesota that they were playing the Sixers today. You think? This just, is just, utter, this is what I can't stand about the NBA. I just can't stand it. I watched the 1996 Western Conference Finals today on NBA Classics. Okay, Antoine Carr was playing with like burnt out res- retinas. He had to wear special like goggles. All right, he, Sean Kemp was elbowing him in the head repeatedly. His head fell okay. off twice during that Carl game. Carl Malone was literally like plowing through people and. and 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 this is game rest, but you're going to play against the Timberwolves, who I, I think are one of the worst teams in the NBA. If you're going to play. You're going to play him against the Timberwolves, but not have him play against the 76ers, which could dictate, which could be a game, which very well could dictate who gets the home court advantage in, in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Right. Because this was the third game and last game between these two teams, and going into tonight, it was split. Well, explain kind of, that. Explain this, this to me, Nets fans. Right. Explain it to me. Here you go. And and the explanation is not one that's based in reason, just as the decision was not. This feeds into a conspiracy theory that uh, one Max Kellerman uh, has not been touting as a conspiracy theory, but has been talking about for a month now. And that is that Kevin Durant is not really that healthy. And he was out for as long as he was out because he's really it's, it's it was much more serious than they originally said, and they've been playing the you know I, I call it the Mets game right, where you have an injury and it could be two or three weeks, it could also be four to six weeks. Well, the Mets will always be ah, he's playing. He's no, playing. no, I know, but here's the thing. I know they're try they played him uh, against um, Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And 
Because it would be an easier he, time, so he wouldn't he, have had uh, no, as hard. No, he, no, nothing like that. He couldn't go against Philly because he's not really healthy. But he played 27 minutes and scored 31 points against the Timberwolves. Yeah, and then he because he's not fully he, healthy, he was not ready to go the net. This is the theory. Right, right. but what, he's, what, what, he's how a he's lot saying... less healthy than people think, and he's just not ready to play back definitely, to that game. But they definitely don't get your point. It. It's, not like he, it's not like he was going to cover Joel Embiid. Who was going to cover him? Definitely get your point. But what I think the the case here is, it should have been choice, right? Don't play against the Timberwolves, so you can play against the Sixers tonight. But if he doesn't play, but they're trying to, I think they're trying to to get him to play back to back games. They're testing him, and he's failing the test because he's not he's healthy. This is the theory. I don't know if it's yeah, yeah. true. He looked but great. This is the theory. I, I, he looked great out there in warm ups. Shoot warm ups. He looked, he looked, he looked fine. fine. He looked fine. And it. I, did it, I think it's I, maybe the Nets don't want the number one seed. Maybe they don't want to play somebody in the first round. I don't know. Maybe they're maybe this they're, is wor- what's wrong maybe with they're worried the Knicks no, are going to wind no, up. Well, the Knicks aren't guaranteed to be that. Well, maybe they're worried either. that the Knicks are going to be that seed that the Nets would have to play, and then they lose to the Nets. Uh, they'd rather, uh, you know, I'm kidding. But name um, any of those four teams that could potentially be the. Or, yeah, four teams that could be potentially be the number eight seed in the right in now. The, the Knicks, the Hornets, then, the Pacers, and the Bulls. Do any of them concern the, the New Jersey Nets? No, no, no. and shouldn't. <laughs> and shouldn't. I, 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 I don't. I do not understand this. this well, is... unless Kevin Durant isn't actually fully healthy, and then maybe the Knicks do concern them. Why Nets. is he okay? Here's your argument: Kevin Durant is not fully healthy. Okay, then why in a meaningless game against the Timberwolves would you play him for 27 minutes? Because they were hoping he could play two games in a row, but he couldn't. No, they knew. No, no, that's not the case, Pete, because they 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 knew that he they said it distinctively that he's not going to play in back to back games until until he has to potentially in the playoffs they are not going to play him in back-to-back games the rest of this year so it wasn't something like today they were hoping you'd be able to go today it was a decision the game was postponed and 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 they played him against the timberwolves so it's not back-to-back games it's back-to-back days back-to-back days days. yes that's what i mean back-to-backs that's what back-to-back means there's always back-to-back games of course yeah. Um, okay. See, I was not aware that they had said that. They had said that. And so I think this was just Kevin Durant and the Nets going, you know what? I need an excuse not to play against the Sixers. I don't, I don't know look why. Bad. Can Kevin Durant ever look bad? No. no. I just, I, this just, I want to really be a Kevin Durant fan, but I can't because of things like this. I just can't. I can't. I know. I can't. Other than, other than that, I'm obviously in a bad mood with basketball because with 46 seconds left, the Nuggets season went down the shitter two yeah. nights ago, that's... and uh, and that's too bad. And Greg Popovich is my hero. Other than that, that's that's my basketball summary. There you go. Well, on uh, on a Knicks note, uh, they did win tonight. They uh, finished the game out. Uh, they beat the uh, the mighty Pelicans. Well, they're winning. They're winning these marginal games sometimes against teams that are equally as bad as them. Right, Julius Randle at thirty-two points. I still think they're going to be a, they're going to be right at five hundred, which great, unbelievable. If it wasn't for Phoenix, 
I, I think Tib, Tibbs might win coach of the year. I mean, yeah. it, it's the, the Knicks are a great story. The fact that they will probably have the seventh or eighth best record and have to play in some sort of play in game is ridiculous. Right. But, you know, I don't it's, know. I, I don't know either. But, um, hey, you know what? Julius Randle, for the last, not including tonight's game, uh, tonight's game just increases these numbers, but the last 12 games, uh, 20, average 23.4 points per game and almost 10 rebounds per game. Uh, over the last uh, over the last twelve, so you add in tonight, those numbers are higher. But um, you're right; it's it's a great story, and yeah, probably if it wasn't for uh, if it wasn't for Phoenix, Tibbs would be looking at a yeah uh, at a coach of the year. Oh, here's but, here's an interesting stat. I saw this today. This is uh, per the uh, NBA on TNT pregame show. Since returning from the hamstring injury, hamstring injury, I guess going into what would have been tonight's game had he played. Right. Uh, Durant has scored 70 points in 70 minutes. He's the most efficient player in the history of the NBA. <laughs> but not Always against Philly. Been. But not against but Philly. Not, not against Philly. Not against, not against the good teams. <laughs> I don't know. It's, I, I, don't buy, I don't buy the, the Kellerman's conspiracy theory. But I, th- is, I can't. There's no good reason. Yeah, I don't. I don't buy the. I don't buy the conspiracy theory either. But it just doesn't make any sense. Why? Just flat out any any other reason for any other reason that they would play him last night, and just knowing that they couldn't play him today. Yeah. Last night they were playing the. I don't. I don't know Tennessee. what bothers me more: that or the fact that the seven or eight team in the East is going to have to play a team that's twelve, fourteen, maybe sixteen games under five hundred, and if they lose to them, they don't make the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. I, I, because you want to expand it, give an extra game, have a little I mean, more TV time. Look, I mean, it's the same thing that they were, that they did with baseball last year, you know. And yeah, ha- having these extra teams. My, my, Miami and Boston are starting to play good basketball. The Boston's had a couple of good games in a row. The Heater, you know. Yep. You know they're, they're coming up. The, the Knicks Hawks, need to get. The Hawks the, have the, won seven out of ten. The Hawks mm-hmm. are going to win that the, the fourth spot, but I think the Knicks need to get into that sixth spot because I. I I don't, I don't want to. Think, put, I, I think they can. I think they can get into that six spot. I think they can. I, can, I think they can move ahead of Miami. Miami's playing can. the Nuggets tonight. I think here in Denver, and uh, they're already up nineteen thirteen. So we'll Miami's see. up. Miami's up. No, oh, It's early. It's early. It's too early. They're not going to take a six point lead to the end of the game. I mean, if there's any team that's been underperforming and is just, uh, you know, yeah. that's a shame though, too. But you know, the Nuggets. Well, here's the thing with the Nuggets, real quickly. Um, you know, he's probably going to be out to at least this time next year. So that's all of the playoffs this year and most of next year. And then the chance of him coming back right before the playoffs. Yeah. I think the Nuggets have to make a, a big decision. I think the Nuggets have to make a move in the offseason for a free agent, two or, or one. You know, yeah. is Murray really a point guard? I, I don't know. He's one of these tweeners that's. Uh, Neither, I think, a one or a two. But the, the Nuggets, w- with all of the acquisitions that they've gotten with JaVel McGee and Aaron Gordon, they've gotten a lot of really great, versatile players who are really good on the defensive end of the court and can potentially score. Mm-hmm. But what they're missing, and they've been missing it all year, is that knockdown, that third option that can just knock down three. And what you saw last night when they played uh, Golden State, or two nights ago when they played Golden State, was that they cannot – they're great defenders against teams that are – you know, bigger than them or, or teams that go big, but they can't, they can't, they can't guard the Steph Curry's and the, 
the Donovan Mitchells and the Devin Bookers and the Damian Lillards. Uh, they just can't. They're, they're too, they don't have any guards anymore. No. Will Barton's playing guard. He's not a guard. Jamal Murray was Monty Morris. So the only two real guards in Compazzo. They they need they need they need to make a player, and I don't know what the NBA rules are if they can sign somebody to the roster now that there's an injury, uh, or if they have yeah, to they, come from their developmental league. I don't know, but well, there's, they, no, there's no trades anymore. They can sign right. players. They they they, can't, they, they, can't trade they, for one. they need a guard. Yeah. They need it too. You know? Do you not think they can find a guard equal to Jamal Murray? Sure, they're they're all over the place. They're, 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 they're right now they're, de- they're they're down at Union Station just, just you know to do an interview. Pick one up, yeah. yeah. So, oh man. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It it. Hey, you know what? Maybe the Joker can carry him. And he well, here here's the other surprise is that the Bucks keep winning games without Giannis. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and how? Do. What is that injury all about? Yeah. Talk about a surprise injury. I mean. Do you guys know anything? There's no information at all on, no. on what's going on with Giannis. I haven't nope. heard. I haven't heard anything. It's been like radio. He's got the same doctor as KD. So, <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Vinny Bombats. Doctor Vinny Bombats. Yeah. You know my doctor. Doctor Vinny Bombats. He doesn't. Uh, you know, he's, he's hey, I tell you, believes you know. very strongly in. Uh, and I really, uh, I, you know, it, it, I'd love to get. I'd love to end the podcast and go watch the Nuggets, but oh, I can't because there's a contractual dispute between Comcast and the Nuggets still, and you cannot watch any game unless it's on ESPN nationally that's broadcast the Nuggets. So I can't even, me. I can't even watch it when, it, when the Nuggets are on NBA TV. No. Are they, are they in town? They're, they're at home. So I'm not going to be able to watch the game. Let's go down there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe get in. Yeah, I mean, well, I need you know, to, you know, you, I could go to a bar that has the dish network. Of course you could do that. Yeah. But I'm not going to do that. I don't know. Can, can you watch it online? You probably able to pick I'd have to pay. Yeah, no, there's still outages because it would it would be through the NBA game. I don't know. I can't remember what it what, what it is. I'd have to get a separate account and pay for the whole, you know, season for NBA. But yeah, that's crazy. Um, on a uh, on a baseball note, I, I did tell you yeah, through seven. It's the bottom of the seventh now. So uh, hey, you could be looking at a perfect game in two innings, six outs away from a perfect. No, what, you just jinx it a few more times. I'll stop now. <laughs> I heard that's not the rule anymore. <laughs> oh, well, by the uh, way, listen, uh, uh, for your nuggets there, uh, Steph Curry's a free agent next year. There you go. Tell you what, I, I've always said that the guy who would fit in perfectly on the nuggets alongside Jamal Murray was Clay Thompson. But Steph Curry on the nuggets. Imagine Steph Curry and the Joker playing together. Steph Curry how about, how about uh, Zach Levine? Green. How about Zach Levine? No, I want Zach Levine to go to the Knicks, but yeah. Um, He'll be a free agent. I know, uh, I like, I know you like the Nuggets, agent. but you like the Knicks more. So I'll take I'll take Levine. I mean, the Nuggets Nuggets have two years to win a championship. And and Kyrie's going to be a free agent, although he's not going anywhere. I don't think Bradley Beal be a free agent. I don't really like Beal and. and uh, he he puts up great numbers, but he just doesn't seem to really be a difference maker. How about I mean, uh, how, how I mean, about the, the other Damian, Damian Lillard would be great, but no Steph, how Steph Luke, Curry. How about Luca? Yeah, Luca's not leaving Dallas, and Steph Curry's not leaving Golden State. There you go. How about so why don't you do uh, that? Why don't you, why don't you bring What's in? A, how about Harden? Harden's going to stay with the Nets. If Harden the Nets don't win this year, Harden might go. If Harden wants to come to Denver, come on. <laughs> okay. Come on. Go. 
Maybe, maybe maybe they take Harden, Harden, Kyrie, KD, everybody. They I just mean, go. Well, they go around together. They go from team hard. to team, winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and we'll have Kevin Durant for six games. They're yeah, all so. gonna. Yeah, That's all you all need, gonna, though, right? Yeah. They're all gonna be as long as it's the last six games of the NBA Finals, <laughs> then yeah. you're good. Yeah. Well, he's gonna come back in the NBA Finals and then blow out his his other knee or something. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, they're all gonna. You know, they have they have they're either gonna be free agents or they'll all have options. I, I think the net. I think Harden, Durant, and Irving all resign with the with the Nets. Yeah, not, they're not going anywhere. They're not going anywhere unless they, they win. don't win. If they don't win. I think well, they might not win this well, year. It depends on they how they not. don't win. It depends on how they think. I like, think the know. Sixers can beat the Nets even with Durant because I think they can pound the shit out of them. The the thing the Nets have the, the Kyrie and Durant are going to play lights out. What's going to be the difference for the Nets is how good. James Harden plays in the playoffs. Right. And if James Harden steps up, then nobody can beat the Nets. James, if James Harden's game is on and, and yeah. KD's actually playing and everybody else is on, the, net, the Nets are winning. The, they're yeah. winning. You can't, you can't, you can't even you say can't the Lakers anymore. The Knicks beat the Lakers the other night. I mean, well, the Lakers are, are playing without. I know they're playing players. without AD and they're playing without LeBron. I know. Yeah, I mean, but, that's, that's, that's like saying, oh, yeah, you know, the. But how how are they going to be 100 percent? You know, come come with LeBron, you don't even need 100. Yeah, I guess. But yeah. what about what about AD? That's he said a lot like Durant. That's the other person that they say is a lot more injured than than they're letting on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True story. Yeah, true story. But, yeah. All right. Well. All right. That's, uh, hockey. That's this week's NBA uh, hockey. Couple interesting things here. I'll bring up uh, for uh, for uh, for hockey. Um, yeah, right Avalanche now, are looking good. Avalanche are the number one team in the NHL right now. Yeah, they're, they, they're the favorites to win the Stanley Cup this yeah, year. There you go. Yeah, the Stanley Cup's going to go through Denver. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Vegas is Vegas is hanging there. Um, Washington, the Islanders are... Uh, you can't rule out the Capitals. You, you can't rule out the Capitals. Uh, you know, I, the Islanders will put up... They'll, 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 the Islanders they'll make, are looking good. They're looking good. They are. They're looking good. Um Toronto is still yeah, Toronto hanging in there. Only hanging in there, four points back uh, for They're, their overall points lead. Yeah, that's true. And, know, uh, they struggled and, a little bit, but you know, Carolina, sometimes that's, the Hurricanes and the Lightning are uh, are uh, right up there too. And and Flo- yeah. in Florida, the Panthers, the Lightning, and the Hurricanes are all tied for uh, uh, points in uh, in the in the Central. Yep. But um, Islanders too. Yeah, Islanders, and with, with the well, I'm saying in the Central. They're tied with the uh, oh yeah, yeah. no I was so. talking about I was talking about overall you got one just team, overall three, four, yeah, yeah, yeah five teams at, at uh, with fifty eight points mm-hmm. so yeah five one two three four five yeah um, but um hey you know what and how about those Blackhawks but what about them Blackhawks how about Screw them Blackhawks? them how about them here's the, um, here's how many games we got left uh what are we at six twenty how many are they playing? What are they playing? They're playing. They're playing the same thing. They're playing seventy-two, right? Are they? I think so. Uh, I'll double check. Yeah, I don't know. I'll double check right now. Go ahead. What's your point? As I, as well, I so we got so we're about forty games in. So it really depends on how many they have left. Right. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Uh, we got. Oh, they're playing fifty-six games. Fifty-six. Okay, so 56. they got another. Dozen or so. 
Yeah. So they're looking at you're looking at thirty nine. So yeah, you have so Buff- so, sixteen, seventeen games. Buffalo's uh, got fourteen games left. Mm-hmm. Will they get to thirty five points? They're at twenty seven right now. They're at twenty seven right now. Yeah. Can they pick up eight points in the next sixteen games? Buffalo, no. 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 Probably not. No. They may not get to thirty. They may not get to. That's where I was going to go originally. I thought, nah, they got to be able to pick up three yeah. points. But they have they have great uniforms. Yeah, the uniforms are cool. They're, they're four, three, and three in their last uh, ten. How about that? Yeah. Oh, hey, you know what? They're, I mean, it's they're... it's terrible, but uh, still. Yeah. Well, I mean, they, hey, you they know lost what? They're, like eight, they're, they're seventeen still, or eighteen or nineteen games in a row. Still they, a they almost... hockey game. So if they're on, if yeah. they're on one game and the team they're playing is off, they, they could win. Um, you know, they're not as talented as obviously the the Capitals or the Islanders. Or, well, or see, the, here's, uh, here's the thing there. Matter, but... Here's the thing. Ottawa is just above them, right? Mm-hmm. So they're not going to play. Right. Right. Anaheim is at 33. They're in the West. Mm-hmm. New Jersey's at 34. There's your best bet, Buffalo. There's your best bet. <laughs> There's your best bet. A couple games against the Devils. There you Devils go. aren't horrible. No, no but I'm just saying they're the, you know, the closest. Because then you got Vancouver, Detroit, L.A., you know, uh, Columbus right. is a you know no no one else is really that close that they're going to play in the regular season. Right. So um, let's see there. Let's see their schedule here. Uh, what day is today? Today is Wednesday, the fourteenth. Fourteenth. All, right. All right. So you got the Caps back to back against the Penguins. Uh, Bruins three against the Bruins, couple against the Rangers. Another against the Bruins. Nope. Sorry. Oh, no. A couple against the Islanders. Nope. No Devils on your schedule. Sorry, Buffalo. There you go. I was pulling <laughs> for you. Yeah, it could have happened. Could have happened. But I'm a I Devils think... fan. But I like I like the name. I like Buffalo Sabers. I gotta. Yeah, I know. I gotta. I gotta tell you. I think. I think the Avalanche. Uh, that that's. Uh, if I have to pick right now, I mean, obviously, it's you know they're just playing really good hockey. They really are. So. But we will see what transpires with that. Um, yeah, as it gets closer. We'll do more and more hockey, folks, as we get closer to uh, obviously the playoffs <laughs> no, and won't. the Cubs. So, no, no more this, than we have. This is a lot more than we should have. More than we, we have. will spend exactly the same, the amount, same amount of time, of time. <laughs> <laughs> so, until the finals. Hockey, until well, there's always seventeen rounds of playoffs yeah. in hockey. Game six I, of the finals. Them, not, them to, was... not to throw the jinx, but I've been saying it, so I might as well keep saying it. Three outs to go. Uh, it's a perfect game through eight. Um, so there you go. Three three outs to go. Um, that would be interesting. So anything on uh, NCAA you guys want to talk about there? Nope. I don't think so. I didn't think so. Um, so why don't we uh, why don't we wrap it up then? Yeah, I guess. Silence listen, uh, on the other end, nothing. No, but well, this would be interesting. Uh, a lot of people are pretty high on the White Sox. So, a lot of people you know, are pretty high, huh? Well, people they're are pretty, pretty high on the White Sox this year. Yeah, they like they like them. They're going to be pretty good. So, I think oh, that, oh, they said that the players team. were pretty high on the White Sox. I think the no, White Sox no. could win the NHL championship. I think the I think the White Sox could take the cup this year, yeah. Yeah. I do. Well, um, listen, as as long as they don't have to go against the um you know, penguins. Anybody who's got uh, Ghidra on the mound, I think they're long, okay with Rodan. As, as, as Rodan, Rodan, yeah. Rodan. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't. As long as they don't have to go up against KD, 
I think they could take the cup. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine KD on skates. <laughs> Talk about ankle breakers. Jeez. Talking about it, yeah, really. That would be bad. All right. Well, we'll wrap the show up for today, folks, on that note. Good luck to uh, Carlos uh, Rodon uh, and his next three outs. Let's cross our fingers and hope he gets it. But we'll be talking about it next week if he does. So we'll wrap the show up for today on that note. We want to thank everybody for watching. And for those of you that are just listening to the audio podcast, thanks for listening. Don't forget to visit our website, www.logroom.com. That's L-A-G-E-R-R-O-M.com. Please remember, like us and follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and our YouTube channel. All of them are at The Logger Room. Remember, we're live with the video podcast on both Facebook and YouTube every Wednesday night at 7.30. And for those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, that's Eastern Time, by the way, folks. For those of you that want to just listen to the audio podcast, you can do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And if you haven't done so already, please subscribe to one or more of those feeds, and you'll never miss a show. Again, thanks for following along with us. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Good luck to uh, Rodon and the uh, White Sox in the ninth inning. And uh, have a great weekend, too. Watch a lot of sports, and we'll talk to you next week, folks. Take care. Cheers. You want to know how baseball's changed? They're talking to him in the dugout. They're talking to him in the dugout? They're talking to the Rodon. He should be yeah. sitting in a corner by he himself. Be, he would be sitting in a corner, yeah. Years yeah. ago, he would be alone. Leave him alone. Let him Not be Not the line. same game as when I was a lad. How, how come pitch counts don't matter when you're pitching a no-hitter? Uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, could you imagine if uh, could you imagine if the uh, if the manager pulled him out with because, two outs? Uh, pitch count's too high. You gotta two outs in the they were just having a chat Sorry. about something. He went to one hundred and seven. Get him out of there. Like, but he's got one out to go. Analytics. He's got one out to go for a Does perfect game. Nope. Nope. Yeah, come out. Yeah, yeah come but out. There's, a, there's two lefties in a row coming up, and you know it doesn't matter. Yeah. We got, we, we'll, we'll close it out for you. Good game. Good game. One of that would be the only the only baseball move worse than that would be when. Mr. Burns took Daryl Strawberry out. Yeah, in the yeah. in the company softball game because there was a lefty yeah. coming up. <laughs> it's called playing the percentages. Playing the percentages. <laughs> at that at that point in his career, he's probably right. <laughs> Which and it was great because Strawberry goes, "You taking me out, Skip? I got nine home runs today." <laughs> it's called playing the percentages. Percentages, yeah. nine home runs. <laughs> and, he, and he only right. was up five times. And he was only up five times. <laughs> All right, peace out, everybody. All right, next week. See you guys. Cheers. Cheers.